This episode of What's Houston Radio is brought to you, as always, by whatshouston.com and its many tentacles, whether it's our photography or the consulting services or our written essays by the likes of Miss Ryan Morgan, William Garner, the nomadic blogger Jamila Jackson, and yours truly, of course, which I have one on deck. I'm, I don't want to spoil it, but it's on deck. Uh, or our podcast network, where the Albums of the Decade series remains in full swing. Um, so yeah, make sure you check out the website and everything it has to offer at whatshouston.com. One more time, whatshoosim.com. We are also brought to you by Arena Solution. Shout out to a um, friend of the podcast and the project, uh, generally speaking, Blake Hall. Arena Solutions is now accepting new clients if you're needing graphic design, uh, marketing, brand development, or content coordination. There are plenty of samples on the Arena Solutions Instagram if you want to check out their work. I've personally worked with Blake on a few, so um, I would highly recommend them. But yeah, head to the Instagram. That's at arena underscore solutions, arena underscore solutions. But if you're ready to talk business right now and uh, want to get more information, email arenasolutions7 at gmail.com. One more time, arenasolutions7 at gmail.com. Okay, so boom, we're back after a mini break with part four of the Albums of the Decade Project with my guy, Aiko Akeem Boyd. Um, I'm sure you're looking at the timestamp on this one. And look, I won't pretend it's not like visibly long. I see, I'm like, again, you see the timestamp and you see whatever number you're seeing. So it's like, oh God. But no, like, it's two music heads who don't know how to shut up about music. And I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you're the same way. I'm this way with all my friends. I can talk to any of my friends about any album for half the night. So the fact that, like, this is condensed into under a two-hour podcast is actually kind of impressive because we went over two. So get shout to Ico. Uh, we're going to get to that conversation in a second. But first, of course, my brother, Willie Mac Jr. Yeah. I'm Detroit's own savior, Detroit's own plug, Detroit's own future, Detroit's own love, I'm Detroit's own, yeah, I'm Detroit's own, yeah, and I never asked for my heart back, you can Alright, what's good, Ico? Yo, yo, appreciate you pulling up on the kid. Hey, no problem, man, it's, you know, it's what I do, man. Hey. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, another person I've had great music conversations with over the years. Yeah, no I know doubt. you for four summers now. It was 15 we met, summer 15. Yeah, yeah. I, it's crazy that it's been that long. It doesn't feel that long. No. But. I mean, it's, this, that's the point, bro. The decade is over. That's the crazy part. That's, that's <laughs> I mean, that's the premise of the project is that you look up and four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years in the past, and you're like, damn. Yeah, and it kind of feels like, like 2015 was like, Yesterday, for real, or just like last year, it's like, mm-hmm. damn, four years. Yeah, I feel like but that's. I mean, part two of that is like, I feel like I know y'all long enough to know y'all like strictly as adults, so none of y'all didn't like change faces and shit like that. And I got homies who I know for like ever who like then grown up in front of me. Like yeah. y'all was all grown when we met. So yeah, I mean, it's like you you were here and then you went home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like you came back and it's like. Wow, you did all that for real? Yeah, like, <laughs> no, it really don't feel like that. Like I be, I be having moments where I be like, I was, I was gone for eighteen months. That's like, crazy. Yeah, it, it, months. If you asked me like how long you was gone, I was like, uh, I don't know, maybe like six months, yeah, like six months, yeah, like, like yeah, eighteen. Nah, wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that was January seventeen to July eighteen. Wow. Yeah, it, it don't feel like it. I mean, I was here enough, so niggas was seeing my face. Right. But right. No, nah, yeah, I was gone, gone. Damn. <laughs> uh, but yeah, bro. Um, Part four, albums of the decade project. Uh, so part one was Good Kid, Mad City, Kendrick Lamar. Part two um, was Takia, Nostalgia Ultra by Frank Ocean. Part three was Kier, um, Big Crit, uh, Return to Forever. Um, now Ico, 
Uh, I'm gonna drop a drum roll in here, so boom. <laughs> but yeah, uh, part four. What is your um, album of the decade? My album of the decade is Pilot Talk by Currency. Pilot Talk by Spitter. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. man. I was so glad you picked this project. Yeah, bro. man. I was so glad you picked yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, when you asked me about it, like, I really, like, honestly, I probably had my answer for you in, like, five minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's because... That's what I wanted, though. I wanted people to pick their first answer. Yeah. Because I knew people was going to, like, really struggle with it. Because yeah. I, I get it. It's been a lot of music this decade. But I really wanted right. it to be, like, your first thought go. Yeah. Like, I was sitting there, and the first thing that came to mind was just pilot talk. And then I, I might I might have took maybe, like, maybe 10 minutes to, like, try to Google album, like, best albums for, like, the last... I was like, that's going to take too much time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm going to just go with my gut. If my gut's telling me pilot talk, then it's probably pilot talk. Yeah. I mean, that means it resonated with you, at, like, in a very spiritual way, you know Yeah, what I mean? yeah, man. Um, I mean, Currency's been, like, my favorite artist since I was in high school, like, mm. oh... Yeah, I want to talk about... Six, yeah, oh, seven. Oh, oh, six spitter. I want to talk about that. Yeah, man, like... I mean, you want me going to like... You go, yeah, I want, I want you to tell your story first. Okay. I mean, so how I got introduced to Currency um, was actually through dedi the Dedication 2 by mm -hmm, Lil Wayne mm -hmm. um, and the Where to Cash At Freestyle. Yep. And I mean, we could talk about the Dedication 2 is probably one of the best mixtapes ever, you know? So when I heard the Where to Cash At Freestyle, I was like, wow, who's this guy that kind of spits just like Wayne, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Kind of... Kind of felt like they were going toe-to-toe -to -toe in that track, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, um, I can't explain the exact day, but I think I was just on, like, Dat Piff one day. Shout out to Dat Piff. It, it, shout out to Dat Piff. Oh, and, a, like, a, a recurring uh, hero of this of this uh, series, bro. Right, Niggas, exactly, man. Listen, we, all, we all Dat Piff babies, really. Right, sure. listen, I still have the app on my phone, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I think I was just on Dat Piff one day, and... I saw Currency had a mixtape uh, by the name of Independence Day. Mm. And, like, at that point, I was like, okay. You know, I remember Currency from Where the Cash At, and I really like that song. So let me, you know, check out his mixtape. Um, so at that point, I was really just heavy into Lil Wayne. So to me, it was like, all right, cool. Here's this guy who kind of sounds like Lil Wayne. So it would be like, you know, just like a tangent, from, a little bit of a right. tangent from him. So I listened to Independence Day, and I was like, yo... This is amazing. Like, he was rapping on all types of beat. I think um, uh, he would just take songs and just, like, just rap over top of them. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. I think it was uh, Full of Money, that beat by Lupe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that's the one that I kind of remember. I'm um, trying to pull up the track list for Independence Day now. Yeah. Um, and so, like, it was just, it was just like, for me, I was like, okay, I like I love this. Let me go find out whatever music he got. Turns out he was doing like a run. Like if you, and if you kind of follow mixtapes and been following mixtapes for a while, you would kind of know about the run that Currency had, where he was just like dropping mixtapes like every month, and that was his thing. Like month after month after month, he was dropping a mm -hmm. new mixtape. So he he's he's been one of the more prolific right uh, like, artists that we've had right. Specifically. And, you know, I kind of put him in that in that tier with like a, and I'm not saying not saying that there are there it's like they're the same as far as like who's better, but in, in as far as like delivering music, like kind of how Gucci, mm -hmm. you know, delivers so much music That's and he's continued to deliver music. That's the same way I put Spitter, and like yeah. you know, it's every month. You know, he was dropping new tapes every month. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so that's just basically how I 
kind of fell in love with spitting, just like his flow. It was a lot different. It was a lot. It was slower, so you could understand the words. But it's just like his wordplay mm-hmm. was, you know, off the charts. Um, so I fell in love with his music. You know, fast forward to '09. I mean, I have pretty much every spit at joint that's come out, and you know, he's about to drop Pilot Talk, and I think it was the summer of uh, '09. So right after my freshman year at Howard. And shout out HU. Shout out HU. You know. Hey. <laughs> so it was right after that, um, I believe, is when he dropped his uh, album. And I remember just the lead up into it. I mean, he, I think he was at the point signed to Dame Dash's Blue Rock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Which I didn't know before I started doing research for this, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. It was It was kind of a weird... It was kind of a... Weird type of thing, I guess, because at that point, Jay-Z had, um, you know, Rock Nation mm-hmm. or was coming up with Rock Nation. I think he might have had it already. And then you had Dame Dash who had Blue Rock. So, you know, I guess they, that's what happened when they went half, you know, split down the middle. Yeah. Um, obviously, Blue Rock didn't turn out to what it was, I guess, Dame wanted it to be. But nonetheless, um, you know, Currency, uh, I think he was signed to him or distribution, whatever type of partnership he had with mm-hmm. Dame and... Um, so yeah, he dropped Pilot Talk, and I remember just the lead up to it. I mean, he has like he had like a free, uh, I mean, a, a, like a concert, um, like a live concert where he did Pilot Talk. And man, I probably listened to that more than the actual album itself, just because it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but, the, the live show. Yeah, uh, I think it's like I think I have it on my phone. It's like DD One Seven Two Blue Rock presents like Currency or something like that. Okay. Um, and it was actually like a showcase of different artists. So it was uh, artists like uh, it was Currency, it was uh, uh, trademark. You know, who's also signed to Jet mm-hmm, Life. Mm-hmm. It was Tabby Bene mm-hmm. from uh, from not Baltimore, um, but shout out to Baltimore though. <laughs> uh, from DC, uh, Stally, Nesby Phelps. Oh, you know, this shout all, out Stally. Right, I, I got my Stally uh, tangent a little bit. But yeah. All right, so yeah, it was just a bunch of um, people. You know, uh, basically, I, people, I guess they call it the blog era. I don't know, really know what I would call it, but we'll call it the blog era mm-hmm. for the sake of it. Um, just a lot of people from that era. And, yeah, Pilot Talk dropped. And, I mean, man, like, at the point I had a Tumblr, I think I put probably put every Pilot Talk song on my Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, my... That's not about right. My, so, I think if I go back now, my Tumblr's called Finally Famous. Okay, shout out to Sean. Right, you know. shout out to Big Sean. Um, but before it was called Finally Famous, I think I called it, yeah, the first name was Pilot Talk. Mm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, and that's how, I'm not going to say that was the album that did it for me as far as currency is concerned, but what I'll say is that that album really, like, resonated with me as far as, like, yeah, currency's that nigga. Yeah. Um, I, I think we got pretty similar currency discovery stories because I heard, first time I heard them, was on where to cash out on dedication to, right. and then grown man on uh, uh, Carter too, my mm-hmm. favorite Carter, um, and then so I think like he, I think Wayne gave like currency where to cash out for his first single, right, and then because I, I feel I was racking my head earlier trying to be like okay, so I have a currency. I feel like I never really put him on Young Money though, even though he definitely was on Young Money, right. And then, so the point of Independence Day, obviously, was like he was free from Young Money Cash Money. He yeah. was like an independent artist. So, um, 
when you brought up Pilot Talk, my first thought was MTV Jams, because that's how I used to spend my time yep. at home, mm-hmm. was watching videos of MTV Jams. Yep. And I'm pretty sure Currency was in, like, they used to do this, like, Fab Five, like, Summer Five or mm-hmm. something like that. I'm pretty sure he was, like, either 09 or 2010, because mm-hmm. they were showing all his videos of Pilot Talk. And Pilot Talk dropped on, I, I got a Wikipedia spill I want to do, but we'll get to that, July 13th. So I'm, I'm pretty sure my time is about right. Right. Because they were promotional videos for Pilot Talk. And... First one was Life Under the Scope, and that was my shit, because yeah. Good Little Smooth Little Beat, shout out mm-hmm. Ski Beats, he did, he did the whole tape, we'll talk about him, but Good Little Smooth Little Beat, and the address was next, I was Ooh. like, well, what the fuck is this? Like, right. this shit is crazy, and I, I felt like an idiot, because like I said, I knew currency was, but I didn't pay him much mind, Right. in between him leaving Young Money, and him leaving Wayne specifically, and him like striking out on his own, so that summer of 10, when he was dropping this shit for Pilot Talk, I was like, yo... You, yeah, like, I need to get caught up because right. you're killing shit. Um, yeah, and that was a good take. Like, I remember listening to I mean, mostly Address Life on the Scope was on repeat the first, like, two or three days mm-hmm. I had it. But I finally got around to listening to the rest of it. And we'll get to the track list. But The Day Caught My Ear, Audio Dope 2, obviously. Breakfast is Hard, two versions of Breakfast. Uh, for some reason, I don't remember Skyborne, but like I said, like, so that's another crit thing we'll talk about. Right. I've been talking about crit a lot on this show. But, yeah, man, um... It's a, it still stands up. I thought I was thinking about that on my way. I was running some errands before we started, and I was listening to it, and I was like, man, this is some timeless music. Yes, it really, absolutely. Like, it really, I mean, it's aged kind of, not even kind of, really gracefully right. over this last nine years. So yeah, I think that um, I think that listen, I think what kind of stood out with this album is just like his features, like. They just they you, you ever feel like you listen to an album features like it's too feature heavy and like mm-hmm. that's kind of the point of the album like every song has a feature because they need the help yeah <laughs> I feel like with this album like no all the features like make sense yeah like I was just thinking like uh like he had he got Jay Electronica yeah out the cut yeah. I, we still don't we still waiting for Jay Electronica <laughs> but Spit but Spitter got Jay Electronica but Spitter got Jay Electronica. Like Devin the Dude, I was like, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I mean, for those who aren't hip, like Currency does make a lot of stoner raps, um, and Devin the Dude is a stoner rapper. So like, they're the the, I guess sort of like commonalities make sense. But it's still right. cool to see that like Devin the Dude, somebody like Devin the Dude, a legend, fucks with Currency. You know what I'm saying? Somebody like Snoop, like Snoop don't got to do. I mean, I got another Snoop tangent too because we about to head into like Snoop fourth decade, which is right? Crazy. But. Somebody like Snoop, like, he ain't got to fuck with Spitter for he real. He don't. But he do. And you know what's cool? So, the way I thought about this album was, like, this is back in the day when, like, you know, I still, I mean, I, I, I don't know what category to put Spitter in nowadays, because he's not mainstream, mm-hmm. but I also don't feel like he's underground, quote unquote, you know? Like, a lot of people know about him, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, but with that being said, like, back then, you I would consider this underground. Mm-hmm. No, and, yeah. And so, when you look at the people who he collaborated with, you know, like a Snoop Dogg, um, uh, Big Crit, uh, Most Def, you know, Devin and Dude, like you mentioned, like, you had people who, like, saw, like, the vision early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what? I'm going to hop on this. You know, it's like now he's kind of... The, the one thing that I appreciated about Spitter and just his music in general is that, one, it's, it's really laid back. Yeah. Like you said, stoner music. But, I mean, I think more than that, it's just like just regular nigga raps. Mm-hmm. If I could put it in, in context. Like, 
Yeah, he talk about he, every now and then he might get in his bag or whatever it is, but for the most part, I mean, it's just like regular nigga raps. Like, I think he mentioned on um, Breakfast, you know, download an NBA, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. roster. Yeah, that was NBA roster. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Just regular nigga rap. Like, some shit, like, I could put myself in his shoes and, like, go yeah. through a day of, of what he going through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was I was thinking that, too. Um I mean, breakfast is a good point. Um, so as I was listening to it, I was like, okay, you still talking your shit. You talking about, like, you got bitches and all this other shit. That's fine. But at the same time, it's still very, like, like you said, I could put myself in his shoes. It's not aspirational to the point of, like, I want to be like him, but mm-hmm. it's aspirational to the point of, like, I am like you already. Yeah. And, like, we walk in this path together. Right. And I see you progressing. And because I am like you, that means I can progress, too. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I think that... um it's just kind of cool to see how he's continued to grow without losing who he is, mm-hmm. um, you know, and deciding not to really go, you know, mainstream. I'm sure he could have went the mainstream route with cash money. And, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, I watched tons of um, interviews by him. And, you know, he would say, like, in his early career, he would talk about a lot of things that weren't just relevant to him. Mm-hmm. So it might be mm-hmm. like shooting guns and, you know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think, like I, I, think I, I know what interview you're talking about. Yeah, and it's like, that's just not him. And you know what I'm saying? So it took for him to, you know, take a leap. You know, it, it says a lot when you, you, you know, bet on yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for cash money, he could have been like, I mean, I'm not going to say he is, he would have been Drake. But, I mean, he was a... First signee to Cash Money, mm-hmm. and it's like you see where Drake, you know, see where Drake is, you know. So each shoot, even Tiger, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, and that's no yeah. disrespect to Tiger, but what it's saying is that you can see how he, where he could have been as mm-hmm. far as like, you know, his stardom and right. people and knowing had, who had he is on the mainstream, panel. right? But he decided, you know what, I'm gonna bet on myself, and I'm gonna just talk about the shit I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And even now, when you look at him, like you look at his videos and. Just listen to him, like just follow him on Instagram, whatever. He's just a regular dude yeah. that can rap. It's just regular, like I said, just regular nigga shit. Yeah. And I think that that's important in hip hop, you know, like, and I think for the most part, I would say hip hop has like kind of gotten to a point of like where it's not necessary. Like, I mean, of course, niggas brag about shit. That's just kind of like a foundation. Mm-hmm. But you see, I think from what I see a lot of nowadays, I think niggas are really more so in it for the the raps. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Actually rapping. Mm-hmm. Even the quote unquote, I think, I, who was I listening to? I forgot who was talking about it. But even for the, the quote unquote mumble rappers, as they call it, I don't even like that term, but the quote unquote mumble rappers, they found a pocket nowadays where they can just rap their ass off. Yeah. On it's like It's almost like a middle ground, just like, like, Rapping, rapping, and just like kind of that quote unquote mumble rap, and it's like that middle ground where niggas is like actually rapping, like some hard ass bars, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and you know making melodies and shit like that. Um, but back to the um, back to currency, like I mean, nonetheless, with all that being happening, like he still is staying in his pocket of just you know I'm gonna just talk about my shit, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, and I'm I'm glad that. You know, people like him, Wiz, you know what I'm saying? Like Mac, rest in peace, Mac. Like, yeah, RIP the homie. Like, you know, they never they never really changed because of the industry. Nope. 
They you know, kinda, I mean, they kind of made the industry change to them. Yeah. They kind of succeeded in doing it. Right. And, you know, I think a lot of artists nowadays will look at, you know, these certain artists like a currency, like like as the OG. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think no, a lot yeah, of 100%. artists will big them, big them up because of, you know, it's like they kind of, they were kind of the, laid that foundation work for like, you know, you don't have to go, you don't have to just do what the labels say mm-hmm. to make, you know, make it happen. And you can do what you want to do and gain that cult following. So no matter what you drop... You gonna sell no yeah. matter where you go. Yeah. You selling out. Yeah. Like um, I think earlier this year, Currency and Wiz had a um, they had a tour and um, they came to the Fillmore in D.C. Oh, you went, you went, you went. Yeah, and man, like I felt like I was back in '09. <laughs> I feel like you told me that when you went. Man, like it was just an amazing experience, and it's just like that thing was packed. Mm-hmm. I believe it. And they, I mean, they had they had dropped a new album, um, 2009. But, you know, at the beginning of the show, they did a lot of their old cuts first. Like, they, it was literally like, they came out, did their old cuts, and I promise you, did you go? No, I didn't get to go. Okay. I felt like I was still, like, getting prepared for finals or something. Okay. Um, well, shoot, education comes first. You know, of course. <laughs> um, but literally, they did the show, like, they did the first half of the show, like, of their old cuts, and they literally was like, all right, y'all, we're going to go to the back and change, and, like, we, when we come out, we're going to do the new stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, like, that's literally what they did. They went to the back, changed, came out with a whole new outfit, and wrapped all their new stuff. Yeah. But, bruh, when I tell you nobody skipped a beat on any of their old stuff and their new stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's a testament to... Longevity. Yeah, man. And um, just... Interest. People people care about them, man. I mean, that's the thing about... One of the common things about in the, in the, in the crit conversations I've had is... Um, like Crit really cares about like his base, man. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's one of my favorite things I've ever heard Bias say is like niggas be niggas be so concerned about like getting everybody to like them. It's like mm-hmm. man, you got to get a few people to like you first. Once you get those few people to like you, if you got a loyal base, if niggas like you or don't like you, that base is gonna keep you afloat forever. Right. And and more more often than not, that base will eventually get you popping. Like, right. At the end of the day, you might not be the best rapper alive or like get the applauds or the, the awards or whatever, but ultimately that base is gonna be able to like do enough. Like you said, you, he's not quite underground no more. He's not quite mainstream either, but that middle ground is due to the fact that he has that mm-hmm. underground base that was able to, you know, you stick around long enough, that longevity, eventually the mainstream will hear about you. Right. You know, it's a it's a little bit of a tangent, but you can look at it like um like like a Tyler the Creator, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean if you listen to Tyler old stuff, I mean, listen, that was basically like cult type music, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But people fuck with Tyler. Niggas and love Tyler. Listen, love, I, love, and love listen, Tyler. I, I listen to it like I remember listening to Tyler and like <laughs> being told like, "Yo, don't tell nobody you listen to this." Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Li- I still really haven't gotten the hip because I didn't want to have to deal with that shit. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm a, I know niggas who like him, but I'm like, man, I'm not about to like. That's not the hill I'm dying on. Yeah, so I was like, fuck it, I'm not gonna do it. Right, and and fast forward. To 2019, and you got Tyler, who goes number one, mm-hmm. beating o- Khaled over DJ Khaled, beating Khaled, and why? Because of that that foundation that you're talking mm-hmm. about, that base. You know what I'm saying? You can't build a house without a base. Nope. You know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing. Like if you don't build that following first, and you're just trying to just go for everyone to like you. Mm-hmm. 
then nobody's gonna like you. Yeah, or, or or you'll be hot for what a summer yeah. album, but it's not gonna last. Like Khaled's gonna sell regardless, right? But here's the thing. It, and this is not again, this is not like a shot to Khaled, but it's like Khaled just feeds off of the features that he What's has. What's hot at the moment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Khaled is, and like you said, this isn't a shot at Khaled. I used to throw shade at Khaled because I didn't quite get what he did. But yeah. At the end of the day, the ability to get all that talent in the same room on the mm-hmm. same album, I don't know what he's paying out for his features, but he can't be paying full price to get all them niggas. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like at the end of the day, to build over, like he's a politician in the way. He's building relationships. He's shaking hands. He's kissing babies. He's like... He's the rap game, like not Obama. That's a, that's too heavy. Yeah, term, no, but, no, no, no. But you, but you know what I'm trying to say though. <laughs> yeah, like he, yeah. he, he's able to like we are the world. His album, and yeah, shit. like, like I, all the, all the hot niggas at the time. Mm-hmm. But I I think it's kind of funny. No, I, that's a real pejorative phrase to use. But I I do find it humorous that like, um, he because he is so uh, his relevance is so contingent on like who's hot at the moment. He can't include somebody like a Nicki Minaj on this album. You know what I'm saying? Like he kind of flip flops yeah. between yep. who he fucks with at the at that point in time. Right. And it's like, uh, I mean, this is real tangential, but that's kind of why I laughed at like Khaled, like little temper he went on. Temper right. he went on this time around because it's like what you fail to realize is that before that Snapchat shit took off, you was on real thin ice, bro. Mm-hmm. Like your career is about to fall yeah, down. Yeah, man. A real big drain. Right. So you should be a little bit grateful you still got the numbers to go number two at least. Because once upon a time, you was fading into obscurity real fast. So right. it's all like you said, it's all about that base, man. It's all about like making sure that you don't look crazy when you don't get the numbers you want because right. you feel like you deserve something that you don't particularly deserve. Right. Like somebody like Spitter. I mean, you can't really compare like a pop album to like I guess some something like Pilot Talk, but Pilot Talk might not have sold or like might not have did like crazy numbers, but at the end of the day, the yeah. people who fuck with Spitter downloaded that album, bought that album, and told other people to buy that album. Right. Does Kyla have like acolytes like that? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. And you know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, the music on the music on live, you know what I'm saying? And it's the music gonna tell the story. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Like I was telling people, like, yeah, even like on the way here, I'm like, yeah, I'm about to do a podcast and I'm um, talking about my favorite album. And it, it, my favorite album is Pilot Talk. And like literally right before I came in, one of my coworkers was like, yo, he's from the South. Mm. He's like, yo, oh my gosh, yo, like I love that album. Like, and it's just like crazy because it's like, you know, this dude, I don't really know this dude's story, you mm-hmm. know, really other than he's from the South. But the fact that, you know, again, it's like you have somebody who's not prominent and, and is, and is, is um, in the limelight as um, other people are, as Spitter is, mm-hmm. but yet he knew about Pilot Talk. You know, he was actually able to quote some other stuff from other Pilot Talks that came out, yeah. you know. Um, and I actually had a hard time trying to decide which one I... Mm-hmm. Which one I liked the best, because I knew it was going to be Pilot Talk, but then it's like, okay. Which of the trilogy you was going to pick? Yeah, man, because, I mean, all of them were good. Mm-hmm. Um, Your titles bundled on all three of them in the same way. I kind of wanted just Pilot Talk one, but it was fine. It yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, see, I am see. I come from the from the download you era. Know, yeah, we, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I still have all that stuff on our heart. Like, I still have yeah, some all, of those. All my shit on my hard drive. Yeah. All my shit on my hard drive. And every time I get a new iPhone, I always just upload the stuff, the old stuff I had on my hard drive, because some of that stuff is timeless. Like, no, that's real. Stuff that's not on Apple Music or Tidal 
or Spotify, you know. You might find it on maybe that pip but some stuff not even there too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that pip taking shit off and making it harder to download the whole album. You gotta go like song by song. Yeah. So, oh man, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, Jeez. That pip is so yeah, it's like a lot of those mixtapes are being lost in the wind. And it's like I'm so glad that I was able to really get into music um when I did, because I mean, I mean I was downloading I would come home and mm-hmm. download music. Every single day. Shout out to Music Power and uh, Statue of Limitations means we're uh, off the hook. So. <laughs> <laughs> Can't come get us now, FBI. Right. Can't come get us. Nope. All right. Uh, we can take a break and then do the questions after that. Cool. All right. Taking a quick break to plug the Five and Grind co-working special at Street Cred, right up the Detroit Riverfront. Uh, shout out to my brother, Willie May Jr., the voice soundtrack in West Houston Radio. Uh, he and his family, the legendary Crawfords out of the city of Detroit, are providing access to everything the fledgling Detroit entrepreneur needs to launch a new venture or expand the current one. And I'm only saying Detroit entrepreneurs because it's in the city of Detroit, but I've been reading places that Detroit's a tourist destination now. So if you're visiting Detroit as a tourist, head on down to the crib and get your entrepreneurship on, man. Go to the crib and get access to wireless high-speed internet, a complimentary bar, beverage bar. Now, I, I don't know if they have other beverages, but you can highlight them about that. Um, unlimited printing. Uh, and what I think is most important, great networking opportunities with other like-minded folks, all for the low, low price of $5. Everybody got a five in their pocket, right? Like, you can just run down there, be productive for, like, 45 minutes, and feel like it was a great use of that $5. Um, and if you're familiar with the city, it's mad accessible. Right down East Jefferson, um, 6340 East Jeff, to be precise. Hop off the lodge, make that good little left, and you'll be there in, like, two seconds. Promise. Um so yeah, mosey on downtown and be productive, man. Daily upgrades and memberships are also available. And you can get uh, the Cred's hours and more information about the venue space um, from their Instagram and their Twitter. So yeah, so the Cred has been used as a co-working space for the summer, but I've been there for fashion shows. I've been there for broader networking events. Um, they host a ton of stuff there. So if you get down there for co-working and you see it and you think it could be a place that could host your event, uh, holler at them and let them know. Again, um, streetcred.det is the Twitter and the Instagram, at streetcred.det. One more time, at streetcred.det. Cool. Back to the albums of the decade. All right, bro, we back. Uh, about to hop into... So I sent a list of questions over. I feel like folks who have been listening know the questions by now. I think it's about 12 to 15 questions. Um, just about, I guess, like memories of the album, your thoughts on the album, just to help uh, help guide us. Yes, this sir. Next 25, 30 minutes of the conversation. So, um, yeah, I guess like, so first, why is this your favorite album of the decade? Or in your opinion, the best album of the decade? Well, I mean, obviously, since we've been talking, I mean, you can see, I think it's kind of a biased type of thing, obviously, but I think that doesn't matter when it comes to this type of thing. Um, it's not about who, it's not about me saying like, Currency's the best rapper ever. It's just about my favorite rapper. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to that, my favorite rapper, and then it just drills down to like, okay, I have my favorite rapper, what's my favorite album from him? And it's simple. It's like, it's like, all right, Pilot Talk was literally the first thing that came to mind. I mean, he has a ton of project projects I could have picked from, mm-hmm. but Pilot Talk just seemed to be the one that stuck out to me. Yeah. I, I feel like I take for granted, and I mean, it's not like it's that much difference. I think the closer we all get to 30, the more I realize that like, Kind of like 07 to 11 babies are kind of all the same. Damn, um, 30. You made me feel right. old, bro. I know, right? Man. Um, but no, I say, I say that to say that, like, I mean, I take, so I think you may be a year older than me, but um, 
when I think about Pilot Talk, when I was listening to those lyrics back in the day, it was very, like I said, aspirational. But um, I think it's like, all, so every album I think I've discussed with folks have been like coming coming of age tales in a way. Yeah. And that's what makes it relatable is that right. like you hear yourself growing up alongside the person who who's who's on the album, who's rapping, who's rapping on the beats. Right. And so, um, yeah, definitely when I think about that album, I think about shit, I had just turned 18 mm-hmm. and um, I didn't know much about, I, I wasn't smoking weed at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I wasn't, I didn't know much about like the culture he was talking about, but he made it sound so fun. Yeah. And I knew that he was like a young nigga trying to make it. And I was like, I see the vision, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. And it was interesting is that like, I didn't, I, I mean, I've, I've indulged in the cannabis and I won't go too much into it because, mm-hmm. you know, you know, niggas got jobs, you know, but what I will say is that before I, I listened before when I initially listened to this album, like I wasn't even like partaking in it. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, like I was really just listening to it after just the strength of just it's good music. Yeah, and you know, I have actually gone back and after you know being um, under the influence and just listening to it and like it mad. It's like it's crazy. You hear all the instruments and just like hear just the production that went into every single song. I mean, it's just, it's really just timeless music. And, you know, a big, I think a big feature was um, a big producer on it was uh, Ski Beats. Ski Beats, yeah. He, I think he did the majority of it, if not the whole thing. He did, yeah. He remakes Breakfast because there's an original version. We'll talk about that. That yeah. most Def produced on his own. And then mm-hmm. uh, Prioritized was on Neb, Neb, Nesby Phipps, who I've only heard that on Prioritized. But he did his thing on Prioritized. So. Right. It is what it is. But yeah, Ski Beast did pretty much the whole tape. Yeah, I mean, if Ski Beast has done like, I, th- I want to say he did a lot of Pilot Talk 3, and I want to say he did a lot of Pilot Talk 2. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just kind of when it comes to these Pilot Talk, um, these Pilot Talk albums like that, that's just who he went to. Because I mean, I, and I think that whole aspect of just kind of going to an artist. I mean, going to a producer for a certain sound for a certain, you know, type of project you're trying to drop, mm-hmm. it just helps you lock in. And yeah, I'm a big fan of producer artists like sticking to one. Yeah, uh, shout, shout out to Payroll and Cardo. Like, I know Cardo be doing his own thing, but I remember so Payroll's from Detroit. Yeah, and so when I saw that Cardo was working with Pay, I was like. Like, Cardo, like, got Jay-Z production, Cardo? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like, I'm with it. And then it, it was some fly shit. So I was yeah. like, cool. You know, any, I mean, I think it's said with anybody who, like, raps over, like, you know, over the Alchemist, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you're going to get some, you're going to get some out of that, like, but in, like, uh, who's, who's one just dropped? Um, Freddie Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Freddie Gibbs uh, and Mad Lib. Mad Lib, man. Like, that's just a special combination. But, yeah, so, like, anybody, you know, when, when you just lock in, with a certain producer, like you just produce timeless music. I don't know. I think maybe it just makes the process a little bit easier because you know what they coming with, and you just know how to rap over those type of beats. You know what to expect. I guess. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, and I'm assuming that when you lock in with one producer too, you are committing to a certain sort of like mm-hmm. sonic landscape. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So you know pretty much that like they're not gonna all sound alike, but it's all gonna like give you the same sort of feeling when you listen right. to it. Or it's all gonna like connect in a way. Right. And then, so it's like you can listen to each song on here and it, everything's gonna flow kind of right into each other because mm-hmm. right. it, it just I that's just I think it's just better just, you know, with minimal producers versus like an album full of producers. I mean, you can have all that superstardom and whatever it is and it's not taking nothing away from it, but it's just like 
it becomes muscle memory after a while when yeah. you're working with a certain producer. Yeah. And I mean, there are, there are obvious, obvious negatives to it. Like, you can probably sound too redundant at a mm-hmm. point if you work with the same person. But right. um, that's not a problem with pilot talk at all. No. I, I was listening to it yesterday in the day. Like, damn, this is really... Like I said, it hasn't aged at all, part one. And then part two is like... Every, like I said, every song feeds into the next one. So it's like you kind of understand what they were trying to do sonically. Like you right. understood like kind of what the what the foundation was they were trying to build mm-hmm. upon. Um, so you're, do you have a particular memory of listening to that? Like your your funnest memory listening to the album or your first time listening to the album? Um, let's see. Not have to be start to finish, but I guess like a pregame or like any time you were just like out riding, vibing. I know you be out your Saturday your Saturday night cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thursday night cartoons. Yeah, so um I what I can remember from when this album dropped, uh I think I was doing work for housing uh at Howard mm-hmm. and it was over the summertime and I, this is just like just putting myself in the element. So I think I was doing work for housing, summertime was really hot. And I just remember Pilot Talk dropping. It was like a bunch of albums that dropped kind of around the same time. I want to say, and don't don't please don't quote me on this, but <laughs> um, I think something like a like a Wale project dropped around the same time um, as Pilot Talk. And so again, that's just kind of setting the landscape of uh, the, the blog era. Yeah, let me look this up. I might I, listen. I, I, it was a while ago. No, I mean, uh, I, I mean, it sounded about right. Everybody was dropping music like crazy at the time. Yeah. I remember Wale was having his little uh, dispute with Interscope at the time, mm-hmm. and it might have just been like I was listening to Wale music. But nonetheless, um, everyone was that blog era was just popping, and so you had big artists like like a Big Sean and. Um, or more about more about sure. nothing dropped that August, which is crazy to think about. So th- that hopefully, August, hopefully somebody talks about that shit. Yeah, more. About okay, that. so yeah, okay, so, um, but yeah, so it it, it was just that that summertime vibe, you know, and a lot of songs like I would say like, um, address like you said was playing heavy on MTV jams. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's like one of those perfect songs for the summertime when it rolls around. It's just like. One of those, like, I'm a, you know, I have a drop top. So what I do is <laughs> I roll down all my windows <laughs> and <laughs> and I open my sunroof, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's like my, my drop top, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like one of those, like, summertime nights, like Saturday nights, like you say, Saturday night cartoons, you driving and um, you just turn that on and you just get into a zone mm-hmm. um, and... and it doesn't really matter, like, the fact that this album dropped 10 years ago because, I mean, it sounds like it came out yesterday. Right, right. You know? No, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, I'm still fucked up that More About Nothing is 10 years old, too. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Right. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Listen, man. Listen, we getting old. Man. But, I mean, that's the thing is, like, all this music, I feel kind of... And I, 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 you can't walk away, or run away from the bias. To walk away either, because um, I mean, it's, it's nostalgic to us because this is what we grew up with. But mm-hmm. I feel really happy that, like, like you said, the mixtape era, the blog era of rappers, has matured into like mainstream rappers. That like, mm-hmm. and, and, not, and not even that. I'm not, I mean, I'm proud of that. But what I'm most proud of is that the music they made back then still resonates with us. Yes, you know what I mean. Like that yeah. makes me feel proud that like. We weren't just chasing the trends back then. Like right, the, the right. music we liked was still 
quality music. Listen, man, let me tell you, like I used to, I used to get joked at from my friends for liking currency. Like mm. it was interesting. Like I used this is before Pilot Talk. This is when he was just dropping mixtapes every month, and like I would tell my friends like. Yeah, man, currency next up. And they would be like, bruh, currency trash. Like, what? trash. You listen to currency? Like, I don't even get his flow. But I, I don't get blah. his flow. Now, he do sound like much mouthed yeah. off of Fat Albert. When listen, listen. I understood it. Shout out to but I'm like, bruh, you cannot deny this man artistry. And then lo and behold, like, it's crazy. I promise you, it may be a summer, like a year went by. Those Everybody same friends listen to currency, mm-hmm. man. And I mm-hmm. think it's when he dropped, um, he dropped uh, his Smokey Robinson mixtape, and you, I have all my friends from back home talking about some. Yeah, man, this album is dope. Blah blah. blah. I'm like, what? <laughs> but a year ago, right? I wasn't messing with it. It was Look, all bad just yeah. a year ago. But you know, and and the thing is, it wasn't cool back then. To I keep saying back then, man, I'm old. It wasn't cool to like, like you know, you know those type of artists, you know, those underground artists, like. If you like the underground artist because you liked it. Right, yep. It wasn't because Same it was... Same thing with Crit, bro. That was, that was my Crit issue. It was yeah. like he was, he was everybody else's cup of tea, but it was for me, it was like, I already have my underground artists I listen right. to. So, I mean, it's a very hipster way of looking at it, but it was like, th- these are this this is my group of underground artists. You got yours. I'm not saying yours are bad. I am just don't have time to right. like, add that person to my list. You know what I'm saying? Right. Listen, man, you be like, I think it's, it's not even... I think, I guess everyone wants to be the first... Of course. To, you know, find I somebody. I about Boz, bro. Like, yeah. that's when Boz make it, I'll be like, man, y'all niggas late. Nah, yeah. I feel you, man. Like, and, and I always felt like I was blessed to just have a good ear for music. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I hear a lot of music, you know, um, and it's like I'm following artists that before they pop, per yeah, se, yeah. you know. But I'm, it's never like, oh, I was on them niggas before you. But it's more so just like... You, you want, do you want to, you want, like, it's self-actualizing in a way. Yeah. It's like, I have a good ear for music. Like, yeah. so when everybody else hears it, it's like, I was right. You know, yeah. not, and like you said, like, not like I was right, but more like, cool, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, man. And, and you, and you like, you appreciate, like, I think that's when you can really appreciate the music. And I hate to be one of them people to say, like, you know how people are like, oh, I like that music before they went mainstream. But the, the, the case is, for some artists, is that that's the case. You mm-hmm. know, like, when they go mainstream, that music is lost, like that. That the feeling you got from the music is kind of lost. It might be because a little bit because they mainstream and. I mean, you got certain masters to please with a mainstream album. Like you, you're selling it for consumption specifically, yeah. as opposed to like making it for like 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 we said our. And just bring it back around, like yeah. when it comes to when we talk about currency, like that's why I appreciate him as an artist so much because like I I think I I seen him, I seen him a recent interview with him. And he was just talking about basically the conversation about how re- how much music he drops and when he drops it. And basically, he's like, dog, like, I don't care. Like, if I make a song, I'm going to just release it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I call somebody to do a song with me, they come and they come knowing that that, that song is probably going to be released by the end of the night. Yeah. <laughs> by the end of the night. Yeah. So it's like. He's like, yo, I'm just here to make music. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not about, let me just think, what's a mixtape from an album? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even though, you know, I, I like, I understand why some, why you have to kind of, where that line came back in the day, because of course you have to find those, you know. I mean, have, there was no internet back yeah, in the day, so that was part two of it. Yeah. It, was, when it was harder to get shit out. Yeah, clearing samples and, and, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like, you could see why, you know, imagine if Lil Wayne had to go back and, and, and clear all them samples for Drought 3. 
Which I feel like wasn't there a controversy around that? It was just Wayne just mad that shit, his shit kept getting leaked. I feel like I might be conflating controversy. Yeah, I think it's because it kept getting leaked. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, his whole album got leaked a couple times. Yeah, a few times. But it's, it's still sold a million in a week. But that's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like you just appreciate artists who are like, yo, I'm just making music. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about this is my album. This is a mixtape. Yeah, because I feel like. How we feel is like when you make that distinction, you already know an artist gonna go hard on that mixtape. You know what I mean? But then that album's just there for for the label. But somebody, but to that point, and we'll we'll bring it around and wrap this question up. But um, it's funny to think about somebody like Ariana Grande who is on record saying she she said a few months ago, like, um, I mean, in, in this music climate that we're in right now or whatever. But generally speaking, like women don't tend to do this. She's like. Like you said, when I make some shit that I like, it's coming out that night. I don't right. understand like why, because I'm a pop artist, that I have to like do this thing where I like go away for two years and then yeah. drop some music every two years because I like went through something or did a side project or whatever. Right. She's like, no, I'm a, I'm I like making music. Right. I make music for a living. If I make some shit and it's hot, it's coming out. Like I don't know why I have to wait an X amount of time in order to do right. it. So that's just kind of the times we in, bro. We're like even. Shit, white pop artists can be like, yeah, I'm doing the mixtape thing. Yeah. And so, I mean, the, the line is so blurred at this point that it's like, yeah. Yeah. What, what is the stream? What, what, what is it? <laughs> um, so, I mean, shout, shout out to Spitter for being ahead of that way. Right. Just like dropping shit whenever he felt like it back in the old mixtape days. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had to go to live mixtapes to find that um, Independence Day um, yeah. track list because that Pip didn't have it. So shout out to the live mixtape. It's, yeah, that's one of them lost mixtapes. Yeah, man. Um, all right, so your favorite three to five song stretch on the album. All right, let me. Let me and you can you include your favorite song on the album too. Like okay, if, if it's in that favorite stretch. If not, then we can mm, come okay. back to it. I would have to say, and I so. With a lot of these albums, sometimes they came with like a deluxe version. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if this song is on the actual like. If you go to like any site, I mean like any um, streaming site, it might not be on there. But anyway, I would say my like my stretch would be address, life under the scope, um, nothing but us with uh, smoke Dizza. Mm-hmm. And then scale in the building with Wiz Khalifa. Child scale in the building. I haven't heard the other Smoke Dizzle song. I need to find that. Um, Child Smoke Dizzle, bro. I, yeah. So he been around for forever too. Man. Yeah, man. All, all them, all them artists just from that era, man. Like, yeah. so yeah, that's definitely my like. It, it's tough because, I mean, honestly, if you, I think I saw a meme that was like, you got, you have a gun in your head and you gotta. Say all the words to a song. <laughs> what song are you saying? I said, man, you could put Pilot Talk on, and I'm good. Like I give y'all a concert. <laughs> I'm saving other lives, <laughs> right, right? Like y'all, y'all don't want to hear no more songs. Like I, I could be, I'm, right. I'm, 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 I'm got, I ain't doing nothing for the rest of the day. No, you, no, you, you work that bargain out. Like I rap the whole album, and twelve other lives are saved. Right, right, exactly, album. exactly. Right, it's a, a 13, 14 song album. I say fourteen lives if I rap this song. Exactly, this man. Word for word. But um, as far as like the the, you know, a run, I think that would probably be like if I had to turn the album, if I could only hear four songs from the album and I, you know, only had twenty minutes, I would probably go with those four songs just because, mm-hmm. I mean, address and to write into life under the scope. Everything is a test. Go full speed. 
full call media uh, they just want to see you fuck it all up turn over make it get a ball up they just want to see you fuck it all up uh, yeah. life under the scope is probably probably my favorite song on there it's just okay. to the point beat. yeah i love that beat to the point i think actually um another tidbit like Currency is like one of the people who actually made me go back and look at the samples mm-hmm. to the songs. Mm-hmm. So for like Life Under the Scope, actually like I love the song so much, I actually went back and looked at the sam- looked at the sample. And I wanna say the sample was uh, the sen- the Sensations One and Two by the Isley brothers, I wanna say was the sample. And um, it's just a quick like tidbit that they took from that song. And this is amazing how producers do that. But yeah. Yeah, you know, it really is. I'm looking it up now. Whosample.com. They have all, all these uh, between genius and who sample. Man, listen, who sample? Who sample is basically where I go to to listen to a lot of old music. Mm-hmm. Like get a lot of those samples from. And I spend a lot of time just kind of going back and listening to original samples. Shout out to Mom Dukes for just always having to hit some oldies on. Yeah, I, I got old parents, so that's where I get. Yeah, from. man. It's like you just got an affinity for the, all that old timey music. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like so. I mean. And then nothing but us, and then scaling the building. I mean, like it just can't be beat. Um, so I, I agree with that stretch. I think um, I want to say breakfast is my favorite song. Yeah. yeah. Um, so cold with it, the potency of the beat is consistent with the fact that most did it. Prolific, not shaking, not stirred in the presence. Of- I had it on repeat all day, and it's really good. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's it's a uh, Remix of like so we talked about this a little bit earlier, but it's part it's kind of part two of the original that most def produced, but right. most is still on there getting ad libs. Um, I want to say that just because I don't really have. I like the whole tape. I guess like if like gun in my head, if I had to pick a stretch, I would go breakfast roasted and skyborne. Mm-hmm. Um, I like skyborne a lot. I like hangover too. I like yeah. Mike. Shout out Mikey, man. Shout man, cool kids. Sir, sir, look, sir Michael rocks. Now, actually, speaking of the cool kids, that's another group that grew up on, man. Like, they were just the coolest cast around. They actually just dropped a project on on Friday. But, um, um, I mean, but then, to, I mean, to that point, I started at breakfast with my stretch, and I was thinking about it for you guys here, what I would stop at. I think I said I would stop at Skyborne, but I like Hangover. The day is like how you just going to disinclude a J Electronica verse. And then, like I said, I like prioritize. I like chill coffee. And then it's address. And then it's like, Yo, it's I, like can't, I don't want to do a seven song stretch. Yeah, but yeah man. Um, and then, so my nine, so I guess like, because <laughs> breakfast and address are both singles. But ad, the beat on address is crazy. Shout out to Stally first off. That's Shout one of my favorite Stally, features man. of all time. Yes. That feature, he come on that bitch snapping. Yes. Staring out the villa at the ocean. Trying to figure out raps to put up in a song. Nights long, but the day's short. Night shorts, all gals, socks short and threes. Lounge care, long bitch. You can tell like around here. I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to. With the occasional glare from the natives. Hey. Um, but yeah, address is my shit. Life on the scope, says my shit. Uh, scale in the building is my shit. I didn't realize it was a, uh, it was supposed to be a part of Pilot Talk, though. I feel like I heard it separate from Pilot Talk. Yeah, so, um... So, like I said, back then, like, a lot of albums had, like, well, I mean, they still kind of do, but now because of streaming, which is what happens is when you have a deluxe album, mm-hmm. they just redo the entire album with the deluxe songs at the bottom. True. So, back then, 
it was about you had the album and then he would have the deluxe songs, however it might be released, um, uh, like just kind of like singles, but mm-hmm. they were a part of that album. And like I, I don't even say that because I famously remember Wale having like like seven deluxe albums when it came to like the gifted. <laughs> it was like here's yeah, he a target, here's a target only. Spe- there was a target, a Best Buy, yeah. a Circuit City. I was like, yeah. Circuit City still open? Yeah, like he had a Target fun. only like uh, uh, deluxe album. I'm like all right, all right, Wale. Man, shout out to when Circuit City had like because I was kind of so I had a Circuit City in Michigan, but I was kind of like and it wasn't easy to get to, so I was like. Why does Circuit City have enough clout where they can have their own uh, like, hey bonus albums? Like Listen, that? man, we Circuit City should come back. Yeah, but, I mean, it's closed, closed. They, uh, I know, they man. Voted. Yo, yeah. Shout out to Circuit City, man. We really old, anyway. We've <laughs> <laughs> been seeing good brands, folks. Yeah. So when you talk about breakfast and like the original version, like you know, I know exactly what version you're talking about, mm-hmm. and like that live concert I was that I was telling you about that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of that they played the original versions oh, of songs. So I think there was like an original version of Address oh. that I actually prefer that version. Man, send me this t- uh, when you get home. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Even so, if you only see like send me address and like yep, the email, but I, I, got I, I you. need that at least. Right, man. Like the original version Address was ten times better than this version of Address. Which is crazy to think about because that that beat is stuck in my yeah. head. With the, uh, yeah, that's yeah, and Life Under the Scope. Like so, yeah, but. I guess I don't know what happened on when it came to releasing, but nonetheless, like, I mean, listen, all we, I mean, we say it redundantly, like, you can really pick up the pick up the album anywhere. I always just start from the top and just let it ride, man. Yeah. Like, fifty yeah. minutes, man, that's a drive to DC right there. So, like, oh, straight up. <laughs> I mean, from where you from? And I like, I feel like Audio Dope Two came out earlier, and I hadn't heard it in a while, and I was like. I think this is audio dope. But I don't remember which one. I had to, I didn't want to take it, my phone out because I was trying to like figure it out, and I just yeah. kept grooving. And I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this tape! I remember this tape. Was yep, this tape was elite as shit." Mm-hmm. Um, which also speaks to I mean I don't want to go back too far, but the album mixtape debate. I didn't realize it was an album, so I started doing like research for this shit. I thought it was oh. another tape. No, I didn't know. Like I mean, no, like no shade to spit it because I guess this also sounds like a negative way of putting it, but like. I thought he was just like a mixtape rapper. Yeah, I didn't know he I mean, put out albums technically. Because I, I mean, I didn't know he signed a Dame. So yeah, I mean, like, li- listen, when he drops all mixtapes, I mean, it's not wrong to assume that. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a matter. I just knew when it came to this, he specifically like, you know, what I'm saying like, this, is, this the is the yeah, this is the album, and like he all the. I just remember back in the um, like around uh, I think it was 2010 when he was just like preparing for this to drop. And like the music videos, like I think it's for like King Kong and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Address. Um, you know, he actually had, he had he had a video for Roasted. Um, he actually had a, uh, a a video for Example too. It was just like a, a quick freestyle, but um, you know, it, I just remember like yo, I can I, the anticipation for this was like, man, I can't wait. All right, boom, a quick break. To plug Cooking with Sam Ray for all my DC listeners, my homegirl Sam. I'm sure a lot of y'all know her, but um, personal chef extraordinaire. She went on hiatus from providing her meal prep services, but she's biking officially taking orders, man. Instagram obviously has evidence of everything that you need a picture of. So if you need proof, homie can cook. Shoot on over to Cooking with Sam Ray and watch you start salivating damn near immediately. I went over there to like make sure I knew what the IG name was, and I was like, oh my God, this food looks so good. So, yeah, man. Um, and I don't know if this offer is still out there because she posted it this morning, but 
uh, get in there quick to find out. She's offering 15% off to the first five people to place an order. 15% off. And that's substantial in my life. So if you're listening to this, I'm assuming it's also substantial in yours. Um, yeah, man, get in there real quick to find out. Um, it's Cooking with Sam Ray. That's the IG. Ray with an E also, so we're clear. Cooking with Sam Ray. And um, get your 15% discount. And then go over to cookingwithsamray.com and place your order. So one more time, the Instagram is Cooking with Sam Ray. And then once you get your 15% discount, prayerfully, head over to cookingwithsamray.com place your order boom back to the show um all right so we, we've been mostly positive for the most part i think pretty much all positive so now i want to talk about some weaknesses oh man yeah you got to pick out two to three that two to three things you about the album you don't like it got to be songs they ain't got to be um i guess i'll be a little bit more general it can be like a lyric you didn't like or like a mm, bar or hmm. something Negative. I'll be, uh, I'll be kind of say one or two because I, I feel like I'm, I'm with you in that. Like this is certainly like a, a pretty foolproof project. But. I think that I feel like some songs felt like fillers. Okay. So like the song with Devin and Dude, like Chill Coffee. Yeah, it was kind of short. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like when I saw I, I saw the length today and I was like, it's only two minutes. Yeah. Like um, was the in the Hangover with Mikey Rocks? Mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like some of those feel like some of those songs were just fillers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I understand it. I get it in the sense of an album. Um, so I'm not taking away from it. Um, but there's like if there were songs that I might skip, and like I might skip over that. And it, honestly, it might not be, it might not be the song itself. I think it's because the song that might have like came right after it. So like mm-hmm. the okay, Hangover. That's fair. That's fair. Like the hangover with Mikey Rocks, the song that came after it's that. The day. With the day with yeah. Most Def and Jay Electronica. Yeah. So it's like, you know what's coming next. Uh, what comes <laughs> before and after? Because Skyborn is crazy. And then, so I had the same moment with the hangover where I was like, like I said, so I was going to stop at Skyborn. Right. So I listened to the hangover. And so I, was, I, wouldn't call, I won't go as far as calling it filler, but I was kind of just like going through the most listening currency. Yeah. And then Mikey came on. I was like, oh, Mikey's on this. Cool. And I started rocking. And then the day came on. So I, for me, like, it was like, I enjoy hearing Mikey, yeah. but I don't know if it's like the greatest song ever. Yeah, I just enjoy hearing Mikey. Yeah, yeah. And it's like when 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 the day comes on, it's that bam bam, like that just hard. It, like it's real. It, it, yeah, it, from it's, the beginning, you can tell it's supposed to be an important. Song. Yeah, it's, it's like oh man. Yeah. And then it's kind of the same thing with Chill Coffee. I feel like it was kind of a filler in the sense of like either make the song longer, add another verse, or just don't have it because it's like. Right after that is the address. Mm-hmm. And prioritize could have went in the address. I wouldn't have hated it. Right. But at the same time, too, I felt I was having this conversation with somebody about certain features, and it's like, if Devin, if you get, if you can get Devin to do it on your album, are yeah. you gonna say no? No, absolutely not. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Nope. So it's like, man, you, he gonna be, he gonna be on that shit. Right. Right. Listen, you told me it's come up with something negative. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. I I agree with that assessment. Cause just strictly because, like you said, like. From my stretch, when I was trying to think of what I would stop at, I was like, well, Skyborn makes the most sense because I'm not crazy about The Hangover, but right. I don't dislike The Hangover. Right. And then the song after The Hangover is The Day, so it's like, if right. I stop at The Hangover, then I'm intentionally like missing out on The Day, yeah, which yep. deserves to be in that stretch. Yep. And so it's like... So well, I say I it like know. this. The, 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 uh, the Hangover is when you just go use the bathroom. Like, you in the crib, you chilling, yep. you, got the, you got currency on the speaker... 
You know what I'm saying? The day comes on, you just go take a quick mm-hmm. piss. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying? Wash your hands, whatever. Make a you, drink. You know, yeah, make Roll a drink, up. whatever, whatever. It's, yeah, exactly. There you go. Actually, there that, might, you that go. might be the point. That's, that's that, the, that's there you the, go. Your two minutes are on your next right, day. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Re- you know what I'm saying? Get pulled up again, and then the day comes on, you're right back at it again. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, it's just like quick little piss stop. So, <laughs> I mean, they say in wrestling, like, they have to have a popcorn match where you go get the popcorn. So. There you go, man. So, I, you know what? That's maybe, and if that's the case, then again, we might have the perfect album, man. Because like now, it gives you time. Like you know what? It's still currency. Mm-hmm. It's still the vibes. Mm-hmm. So you never leave the vibes. You just like take a little. You know, what I'm saying you, you, you have to think so hard about like yeah. what's happening during those two minutes. You yeah, know? Like, so get yourself situated. Like you exactly. Um, all right. So favorite lyrics. I feel like I already said mine, but I actually have a few. Wait, go ahead. Um, so the, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I was actually I was thinking to my head like, what are my favorite lyrics? Um, I think it's on. Uh, I think it's on prioritize. Mm-hmm. He said, "Impossible completed obstacles or optical illusions. We don't really see them. They put rules." Oh man, like optical obstacles or optical illusions. We don't really see them. Like, come on, man. Like, I can't even. I can't even count on two hands how many times I quoted that on social media, because it's just one of those lyrics where it's like, like this kind of like. Yo, that kind of puts things in perspective. Like, okay, yeah. like, all right, I'm pumped up. Like, motivational, those, bro. Yeah, like those obstacles. I thought they ain't even there. No, like, they not. Even, you know what I'm saying? We don't need right. see them. They imaginary as fuck, bro. Yeah, man. Straight up. Um. So that was one. Let's see. It's another one. Um. I think I think it's on the ad. Uh, no, I think it's on the life on the scope. Drop bombs on them niggas from the middle and stay calm, knowing that we belong on the top of Wayne tripping. Cause we we'll get, get there, there in a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the mission. Ah, listen, man, listen, listen. My my favorite line is off that song. I mean, it's just some player shit. He yeah. Your crew is them niggas is bums. Throwing parties, throwing their bitch come. They all at my all showing. I was yeah, like, yo, Archie, right. What? Begging the song from a wild mount. That was my shit. I was like, low key, because I heard life of this go first, and I yeah. was like, you have art showings. That, yeah, that was exactly. low, low bullshit. I was like, you a fly nigga, right, man. Like, bro, that's what I'm saying. Like he was just like watching his videos. Like he was just like the definition of like of just a fly nigga. Like damn, like. I want to be cool. Like, this nigga was wearing, like, he was wearing the Bape. He was wearing yeah, the yeah, Diamond yeah, Supply yeah. Company. He, like, was, he was one of the first Bape heads. Yeah, him, like. Shadow Shine. Yeah, them niggas. Yes, um, man. Like, I was like, I want to be with, like, them niggas. And then, like, one last thing I could think about mm-hmm. was, like, the first song. Like, I am an example of what happened when you quit being afraid to gamble. Mm-hmm. Shook the dice and roll. Mm-hmm. With niggas like you would have stood, shook, and froze. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's just like that motivational rap. And that's yep. what I kind of get from Currency. Like, like, just like, you know, regular nigga, but it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But at the, at the same time, I mean, to your point, um, sometimes it's better to hear inspirational shit from niggas like you. Yeah. at the end of the day, it's a little bit, like, it, I mean, beyond relatable, you see it as something that you want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like sometimes you hear from niggas who, Either are like way above you, mm-hmm. I, and I mean I'm being hypocritical. I was talking to Kira about this when we was talking about Crit, and I was like, part of why, because some niggas can be heavy handed about it, right? Like, yeah, Crit, Lupe at a point, like they got to the point where they were like literally preaching, and I was like, 
I mean, we the same age, bro. Like, you're not that much more enlightened than me where I'm supposed to be, like, listening to your sermons. But yeah. I think currency does legitimately do a good job of not preaching, of just being like, yeah. we all in this together. If right. You, like, literally, if you are like me, then you thinking, like, how I think. And exactly. therefore, like, we probably going to approach this the same way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I kind of fuck with that. Yeah. Like, man, I, I, listen, on my, if you go to my Twitter right now, there's a quote from, from currency. Mm-hmm. And it's from a old mixtape from Currency, and he says, um, I'm Michael Jordan at the first day of practice. That's just the line. That's, that's, that's the line that's on my Twitter bio right now. But the whole line goes, I'm Michael Jordan at the first day of practice. You ain't got no clue about the do or none of the phenom- phenomenal things I'm about to do. Mm. Like, just think about it like that. Mm. Like, And that's kind of how I felt about myself. It's like, you know what I'm saying? I just personified that lyric, and it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he kind of speaking from like a sense of like you know I'm a regular dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but that's but that part of that is that's all he want to be, and that's yeah. what I appreciate is that like we talked about this earlier. Like when he felt like he had to rap about certain things, he was part of like this crew yeah. of niggas who was rapping about that certain thing, right? Like eventually he got to a point where he was like, "This isn't me, right? I need to stick to who I am." And in order in order for me to be successful in this music shit, mm-hmm. I need to like be very not very authentic because I feel like that's like. Over trying, but yeah. at the same time, like I'm not a nigga that raps about like going to the mall and buying bling and like shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm, like I'm, I'm a very like, I do what you niggas do. Yeah, the niggas who listen to me, I do. I am just like you, yeah, literally. So. Sit on the couch. Yeah, download it. Yeah, yeah, man. Guest favorite guest feature um, or features if you have if you have more than one that sticks out. Mm. Snoop threw me off. I ain't gonna pretend like it didn't because yeah. I'm still trying to figure out if he wrote his verse. I don't think he did. But even if you really? didn't, no. Nah. You you think he, you think currency wrote it? Yeah. Why? Is this the flow? Yeah. <laughs> I had that thought earlier. I was like, it's how like Spitter wrote this for him. But I, okay. I mean, to that point, I don't know. I don't know the last time Snoop wrote a verse. I be trying to figure it out every time I hear a new Snoop song. Like, did you? Oh, you don't think Snoop writes raps? Not no more. I don't think he has in a really long time. That's true. I mean, he's a, listen, man. When you get older, yeah, you, you got money, bro. Right. Like, you Snoop Dogg, man. He wrote a gospel album. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I don't think he wrote that neither. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I doubt it. So hey, listen, but um, okay. Favorite feature? I think. No offense, Snoop. If this ever gets back to you, I think you're a legend. But. Right, right, right. We fuck with you, Snoop. I think my favorite feature would be J Electronica, man. My mama told anyway. me, son, always call a spade a spade. Be like Chuck D, never be like Flavor Flav. But that clock around his neck is so fly. And the way he complimenting Chucky with that bow tie flow make me feel high. So I'm going to spit it my way. Excuse me as I do me cruising rudely down the highway. I'm young, black, intelligent, elegant, blase. Back to the thesis. Back to shooting crafts and talking smack to the police. Um. I mean, so was it was this exhibit B, exhibit C time? I feel like this was around. I think when so. Exhibit C dropped, and it's like, listen, man, we still like. I think there's certain like, like uh, almost like what would you call it, like myths in hip hop. Oh, he is one of them. Um, exhibit C dropped December 20, 2009. So he was like at his yeah peak of like exactly. of, of of niggas wanting more shit from him. Right, right, and that it's like. You gotta like it's like you know how niggas was it niggas still waiting for the chronic from from Dr. Dre mm-hmm. even though I don't think we really well, or, or detox but I, I mean, mean detox Com- bad, Compton was supposed to have been detox. Like, the detox replacement okay. right oh oh okay well yeah. Ale- I mean eh. you know what I mean. whatever um but like Jay the Electronica is one of those like myths it's like yo and there's this guy over here 
who raps really well. Man, Exhibit C <laughs> smacked me in the fucking face. I remember, I remember, I was in high school at the time. So it, it, apparently it dropped December 22nd because I was in my high school library. Yeah. And I kept hearing about it. Shout out Just Blaze, who's probably my favorite producer of all time. Mm-hmm. Not named for real. And I was like, okay, Just Blaze did it, so I, I'll give it a chance. And the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> I, I totally get it. Yeah. I didn't hear the song again to get it. So, yeah, man. So, with you, like, he, he became a myth fairly quickly because it yeah. was like, where's the album? Yeah, right. And we 10 just, years later, where's the fucking we're album? We're still looking. Jay, Jay, if you're listening, Jay, Jay Electronica. I don't even want it if, no more, bro, because it, if it you're can't listen- be that good. You know what I'm saying? Listen, that album is in Area 51. <laughs> <laughs> no bullshit. Yo, so we're going to have to go to Area 51. There's a couple albums in Area 51, I'm sure about. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, like, Jay Electronica just randomly out of nowhere on this album. And it's just, like, one of those things where it's, like, we talked about, like, we talk about, like, you know, just, like, having... The, those features on certain songs and like how it just spits. I mean, you have a song with most most deaf. You're already thinking like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I I, I hear you. I hear you know. What I'm saying I feel yeah. you. And, and most and most already have produced breakfast, right. which was the kind of point I want to get out with breakfast right. too. Was that like that's a pretty big cosign for currency to get most right. deaf to be like to, for him to say on that song, "You're the best." I mean, like, I don't know, like, if he yeah. meant it to be, like, you are the best, but he, the fact he says that on the record, like, you're the yeah. best around, it's like, that's a pretty big cosign yeah. for Exactly. Like, and then now you get him to be on your, like, on your shit like You got to produce one song, you got him to be on the hook, a hook yeah. for another song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, listen, we, listen, if, 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 you, if you listen to hip hop, you know, it's something about when a dude goes last on a song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it just kind of like... There's always a point. with there, I mean, nothing's done unintentionally in rap. Man. Listen, man. When you put a dude at the end of a song, that's you know he about to kill it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What was that song? It's a little bit of a tangent. But it was a Kanye song, and they put J. Cole at the end. Uh, looking for Trouble. Yeah, that was a that was a, a crown making moment for him. You know, because Sean was on that song too, and I felt the way I was like, "You could have put Sean, but it's fine." Listen, <laughs> listen, it's like one of those joints where it's like, "Yo, like, are you sure you want to put this out?" Like, because when it comes to like that song and the, the day, like, I mean, uh, to that point when Sean put Kendrick at the end of control, it's like, what you expect to happen? I still don't know why. They, I still don't. I'm, is there beef? To, well, Sean says no beef, but. I don't necessarily. Kendrick was Kendrick. I mean, I think Kendrick enjoys the sport. I think he. Yeah, I think he was talking yeah, shit to him. Yeah. I mean, they were talking shit to each other. Sean's a Detroit nigga where like nothing affects us. Yeah, but, like that nigga. But it was like Sean, like like Sean. What you expecting? That's another song with Jay Electronica yeah, too. Yeah, Jay was on there. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like and Jay, like all of listen. Those two had a good verse, and then listen, Kendrick mm-hmm. came out of nowhere and just. Mm-hmm. What do you expect when you go you go last? You so, put that nigga last. You did that to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, either you go back in the booth and rewrite the rap. I, I, I get it, bro. Sean said after the fact, I'm, I have to cut this out, but Sean said after the fact that, like, he didn't want to redo his verses because he felt that confident. And I was like, hey, I wouldn't have held that against you, bro. I ain't even going to hold you. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes you got to just surrender the song to whoever go at the end because that's just what it is. And, like, I feel like with, Jay's, with Jay Electronica on the day, like... Always call the spade a spade. Be like Chuck G. Never be like Favor Flav. Mm. But that clock around his neck is so fly. You know what I'm saying? Like he just kind of came and just as he, as he tends to do. As he tends to do. And it, man, they just let let him go. And the thing is, you know what? I listen again. I listen to a lot of currency interviews, and he'll say like, he don't really care what you do in the booth. Like 
Come in, do what you're gonna do. I'm gonna put this song out regardless. Yeah. But I, I feel like, I mean, in a way though, that's the sort of pressure. And I mean, this is also a 2010 currency sort of argument that, yeah. like, it's a sort of pressure. So comparing the day to control specifically, when you got somebody like, when you have two, three people, realistically, even though Jay like hasn't dropped anything substantial, but when you have three people that realistically are buying for like the best rapper alive crown. Yeah. Um, whoever has the best song, on, whoever has the best verse on that song. It's gonna get remembered. Whereas, like somebody like Spetta, who like is, like it was living in this nebulous area between like underground and mainstream. If he's just dropping shit, then like if a good song is a good song, it's a good song. Yep. He's not being compared to anybody nope. else. You know what I'm saying? Like nope. we all know he can spit, right. but he'll never he'll never be the best rapper alive. And like we kind of know that. I mean, yeah. like mainstream wise. So right. because we know that, it's kind of like oh, you got Jay Electronica on your song. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Oh, you got. Right. Most death bigging you up, that's crazy. Like, right. There, there are certain privileges that come with being underground. Yes, absolutely, yeah. man. Like, it's not, you're not... Not, not... not financial, which I think is what a lot of people care about. But. Right. But I think it's for people... Like, I don't think currency is hurting for money. And when it mm-hmm. comes to that, you know what I'm saying? It's like, when you just... When you're authentic and you're like, you know, not mainstream, you have artists who come there and they just... They also, like, if they... You know, if they're... If they're um, if they're mainstream, they might get in the zone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. because of the strength of Less you. Less pressure. Less pressure. Right. So, like, that's why when you hear, like, you kind of hear, like, when Wiz, like, um, like I'm going to talk about Wiz for a second. Like, yeah, when he did that Rolling Papers album, when he first got signed, I was just like, oh. The label, bro. The uh, labels put pressure on you. Like, when he did I Roll Up, I was like, this is I the... I Roll Up. Oh, I my gosh. Up. I Roll Up, baby. I Roll Up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was like, oh. It's a, it's a good radio song, bro. Yeah, but it wasn't a good Wiz song, you know? But that's because you care about Cushion OJ Wiz. Like, yes, were, I mean, I remember... This is related enough, so I might not cut this, but I remember when Cushion... I mean, when um, Black and Yellow dropped. Yeah, I was like, this is a single if I've ever heard one. Yeah, <laughs> man, it's like Jesus. It was a good right. song, right? And it, you know, and like I'm never mad when you try and get that bread and it goes, you know, big. You know, yeah. what I'm saying I get mean, that if, bread. If you, if you make top twenty in the Billboard, that's yeah. Cash, so you know, what I'm saying like, hands, do you? So you know, what I'm saying. But it's something like when, and this is what I appreciate when you look at it, right? And and you see like Wiz when he comes back with Currency, it's a whole different vibe than I roll up. Yeah, no, 100%. You know what I'm saying? 200%. And you get a whole different Wiz when he's around currency. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I mean, and honestly, I think Wiz has kind of gone back to his old like formula. Now yeah, that no, he's yeah, bigger bit. and he had that same pressure, like, I need to sell. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, to that point, like, at the end of the day, um, there are certain pressures that, like, I'm sure currency hasn't, have to, has, hasn't had to, like, Adhere to strictly because of his underground status, and even him being signed to somebody like Damon Dash, it was, it's not like yeah. he still had the old Rockefeller, you know? What I'm yeah, saying? like he was still able to kind of float underneath the 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 mainstream eye in order to like just be happy with his music, and correct? Not have to like meet any masters demands, even though I'm sure like Dame had certain things he wanted him to do, it wasn't like Dame had the like ability to make him do certain things that yeah. a traditional major can. Yeah. And I think that when it came to like currency like in the name, I think like currency was just a different artist. You know, like of course he's not the machine that Jay is, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I think it didn't come to fruition like he thought it was. Thought it would because I mean it's just oh, like yeah, Dame Dash has failed a few different times in yeah. a few different music ventures. So. Right. And it's just like I mean, this is what you got. And like and the thing is I think he probably might have, and this is just me just talking shit, so I have no facts, whatever. But it's like, 
you come into the situation trying to make, you know, Rockefeller happen again, that's not going to happen. Right. Especially with the artists that you're, like I said, that that Blue Rock Festival, that's what it was called. Okay. Where that live, that live concert happened. I mean, he had all those underground artists. And it's like, imagine if Dame had did something more with that. Mm-hmm. Like, those, that was before those underground artists became, you know what I'm saying, more well-known. Yeah. He could have did something with a Stalia, uh, um, with a, um, with a Tabby Benet, you know what I'm saying, with a Currency, you know what I'm saying, if he just allowed himself to, you know, be open to this new type of wave mm-hmm. versus, like, you know, I want to try to make Blue Rock be... Rockefeller. Yeah, you know? I mean, but at the end of the day, I get where Dane was coming from, essentially, because he did, he tried it with, um, this has nothing to do with nothing, so I'll keep it short, but um, when Jay first sold Rockefeller and Dane was trying to do his own thing, he wound up with Beanie, and mm-hmm. I think Beanie was supposed to have been his flagship artist for whatever that project was. Right. And when that flopped, I was like, yo, you have an established artist. Mm-hmm. Um, some a household name, people who people know based off of what he did with Jay Z. Right, right. And it's still not working. Yeah. Like it might not be this might not be in the cards for you, bro. Like at the end of the day, I'm sure Dame doesn't want to hear this because he's a man with pride and right. I don't know if you ever saw the backstage uh uh D V D or documentary where it was it was Hove, DMX. A few people went on tour in like ninety eight. It's the it's one of the best like Concert DVDs I've ever seen in my life. Okay, it was on Netflix a few years ago. I don't know where it is now, but man, that shit is crazy. But Dame, Dame was drunk with power, and I'm sure even in the moment it was hard for him to see it. But it was like, man, you were only so powerful because you had the best best rapper yep. of all time. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, I'm sure for Dame it's still hard for him to reconcile why he's not popping anymore, or yeah. like why he's not popping relatively what he used to be. And it's like, dog. <laughs> You're, it's because like your business partner also happened to be the greatest rapper ever. Like, yeah, I don't. You're not gonna replicate that. Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. And then anything after this, like you, you had it and yeah. it's gone now. Yeah. And honestly, and it's funny to talk about it, and we can, I guess, move forward after this. But like, um, they talk about like, man, Dame just needs to let his ego go. Pretty much. And go talk to Jay. Pretty much. I, but that, that's the thing. is like, every time I see them, like, in pictures together, like, when they had their last reconciliation, like, maybe the 2014, 15, whatever. And they had pictures together. And I was like, mm. I was looking at the picture. And I mean, this, it's hard. I mean, it's weird to extrapolate shit like this from people you don't know. Yeah. I'm just looking at it. And I'm like, it'll never be the same. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think Jay was still, like, in a circle. And I was like, this will never be the same. Like, at the end of the day... Hove is worth a billy, and you are worth maybe a couple million. Like shit, like that has to bother Dame. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, it's like Dame is above all. Dame, Dame Dash is a capitalist, right? Yeah. And so he invested in this record label with the rapper, yeah. expecting to like get a big return on investment. Yeah. And at the rapper is the one who ended up getting the big return right. on investment, not him. Right. So, but yeah. it's like you got to let that go. Like, like I just heard that, like. Like Jay uh, has Jazzo mm, under see. his like distribution now. Okay, him and Jazz reconcilia. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty, I'm, I'm you know what I'm saying? And it's like because I think it comes to the point where it's like you know we all adults here. Yeah, and there's so much money. Like that's what I be getting to with like Bruh. even even at our young age, bro. I be looking around like there is. I feel like the greatest Smith and because what I learned 
I want to say it's like a political science major, but just like in general, getting this education is like they want to convince us that there is like a finite amount of money. No. In the world. There is there's so ma- much money. money to be made. There is bro. so much money in the world, bro. bro. Like, there's so much money. Bro, just let that ego and pride go. Talk to Jay, work some stuff out, and yeah. be, you could still be the Dame Dash that you were. Like, Dame Dash is not like who he was as a person. Like, you're not going to find it nowhere else. Mm-mm. And it's like, you were successful because of who you are. Mm-hmm. But you just got to kind of let some things go. And, and I'm sure you can get back to being that thing, like that person, that innovator, you know, that creator that had those ideas. Right. But you're not going to allow yourself to get back there unless you, you know, if, as long as you hold on to this song. Yeah. No, this, Dame, this, if you're listening, man, go just, just hotline him, man. Go talk know, to Jay, you man. You know what I'm saying? I know you got his numbers. Just send him that he, text. He might not have. He might have the. Yeah, who got the new number? Yeah, he got the old number <laughs> for sure. And I'm, I'm, I'm in, my, in my head. I'm like, who could he call to get the new number? Bruh, a lot of people got that number. I'm sure he could call. Got the new number? I feel like the new number is like. Listen, I was about to say. Hope got like four phones. Listen, I was going to say maybe Kanye, but I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't know if Kanye even got the. the yeah, like, right. Do Kanye got the new number? I don't know. He might. He might hit re. Yeah, I'm right. Like degrees of separation, right? Yeah, like, can, like Dame could hit. He could Ye, get the number. Yeah, could hit Re. Re could hit Ho. Yeah, but he, I feel like Re not gonna lie. So Re gonna be like, bro, he ain't trying to talk to you. Yeah, <laughs> like no, not even that. Re gonna hit Jay like, yeah. So Ye hit me talking about Dame wanna talk. I don't know if you cool with that. If Jay don't respond to the next morning talking about I was sleep. <laughs> <laughs> not even the answer to the question, but I was sleep. Yeah, my bad for just getting back to you. I was not. Me and B had a long night. Right. <laughs> Lion King premiere. You come on, Blue. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Blue, Twins. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We gave Blue a popsicle. She was hyper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You go, that's the thing. You can go full damn mode. Like, yeah, I yeah. was, you know what I'm saying? I had the kids. Yeah. It was bad. You know, I don't know what to tell you. Meanwhile, he was still over there cutting deals with, <laughs> right. with Kyrie. Meanwhile, he looking at the he looking at the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, they ain't want to talk. Right. That nigga must be broke. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Look at the boy. That nigga must be some buddy. Oh man. Hey, shout out to Dame Dash. Yeah, shout out yeah, and listen, Dave, I would love to work there. <laughs> both both me and the good brother Ico here would love mm-hmm. to collaborate. One more break to plug Let's Talk Bruh, a podcast on black masculinity. Uh, shout out to friends of the project, Jeremy Hurt and Kira Shy Mack. Those are my dogs. Um, the show is actually heading into a new season of sorts after a massively successful first year. And I want to say like 53 or 54 episodes in, um, their podcast alone has done an incredible job pushing forth the national conversation on essentially what our blind spots are as black men and how we can mitigate those, if not eradicate them altogether. So I cannot endorse the show highly enough. Um, I've been trying to like get all the black men I know hip to it. Um, Black men listening to the show that haven't been listening to it yet, tap in as soon as you get done with this episode. Black woman, if you know a black man who could use that conversation, um, get them hip to it, listen to it yourself. It's a really great show, and I'm really excited to see um, in this year transition how they keep pushing the conversation forward. So, yeah, one more time, Let's Talk, Bruh, a podcast on black masculinity available on iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else you stream your podcast. All right, boom. So... Um, so at the time, how popular was the album amongst like your friends? Well, we talked about this kind of a little bit already. Um, yeah, you said like niggas was clowning you for fucking with. Yeah, you know, but, Well, so that was kind of afterward. Like, so that was kind of after the like people started to cop on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. So, like, I look at Spitter like 
he had like a mixtape era where he was just dropping mixtapes every month. Um, and that's when people was like, man, you listen to currency? Like, why? Like, you... I, I do feel like niggas felt like he was doing too much at a point. Yeah, like, I don't know why that would be a black mark against him. He's a musician, so really. Listen, man, you know, back in those days, it was like you drop a mixtape, and then the mixtape was for the album. It's supposed to be promotion, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, like, for an artist that was just dropping mixtape at the mixtape, like, honestly, he was kind of one of the, I'm not gonna say one of the first, but like, he was one of them people who, like, really just was like, I'm gonna just drop like that was the thing. I'm gonna drop mixtape after mixtape. Most artists couldn't even drop two mixtapes in a year. He's dropping mixtape after mixtape in a month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? They so all quality music too. I right. Man, I, like, I go all good. I have times where I go back and listen to it like and and just I put a whole set on. But um but, I mean, I feel like that was something with me too with, with Spit. It was like I think at a point I gave up because I was like, there's no way I'll be able to listen to everything. <laughs> nah, I listen to everything. Yeah. Listen to everything. He actually dropped something about a couple weeks ago. I listen to it. I know. Um, him and you, Burner. I wouldn't even, I didn't know, but I know, I know. Yeah, so. That but, boy is prolific. But yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so after, uh, but so this was like when Polytrop dropped, this was like kind of after that. So like, we're like in the blog era now and you know, he's kind of popular, but, like, at that point, he just has a cult following. So, if you know, like, the Currencies, you know, the Wale's, the J. Cole's, like, basically that, remember, like, Double XL freshman cover? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say it was on there. Blue, um, Wale's, Currency, Currency, yeah. Let me look that up. Currency, Double XL. And, I'm going to think about it. Why am I thinking Anthony Hamilton? <laughs> Not Anthony Hamilton. Uh, uh, Charles. Charles Charlene. Charles Hamilton? Ch- yeah, Charles Hamilton. Shout out uh, Brooklyn Girl. That was yeah. my shit. Um, Charles Hamilton. Asher Roth, I think, was on there. That sound about right. Child Asher. Um, I'm testing my history right now. Let's see. Who else is on there? Um, Some other people. No, I'm trying to pull it up now. Um, trying to see double XL cover. Oh, it's not giving me. I think that was the second year Double XL had did the freshman year cover. Shout out Nip. Uh, was Currency on this one? No, that's no, that, that was one. a J. Co- that was that yeah, was that was called Pill Nipsey, Wiz, OJ, Freddie, Sean, J. Rock. Yeah, some people say that was actually the best one, um, which I agree. That's 2010. Mm-hmm. It was 2009. Why can't I? I mean, it's in Wikipedia. Shout out Wikipedia for always. Um, on us now, even though yeah, our teachers told us down. not to use it. Man, that's also been a recurrent thing with this pie is the fact that like Wikipedia is actually a quality resource, even though right. they just don't want it to be. Um, yeah, 09, where we at? Uh, Wale, BOB, Charles Hamilton, Azure Roth, Corey Guns, Blue, Mickey mm. Fax, Ace Hood, Currency, and Cuddy. Wow. That's not, a, that's not a bad class. Ooh, Shout out Corey Guns. <laughs> Shout out Azure Roth. Shout out B.O.B. Shout out Kid Cuddy, man. This low key of, of the of the ten they picked. We got one. So Wale, B.O.B. I'ma count Roth because he has some hits. Yeah, man. I'ma count Corey Guns because he did not have some hits. So we had one, two, three, four. Um, Ace Hood is five, currency is six, and Cuddy is seven. So seven of the ten ain't bad. That's not a bad ratio at all. Yeah, but yeah, um. That was around that era, and, and so, I mean, if you knew about Currency, it was like, at that point, you kind of knew who you were fucking with, as far as, like, the underground is concerned. Mm-hmm. So, you knew, like, if you was a Wale fan, 
you was fucking with Wale, you know what I'm saying? You was fucking with J. Cole, you was fucking with Big Sean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just knew who you, you know, had an ear for. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, Currency, like, when, so I was just, like, I think I would say as far as, like, how popular that album was, like, I mean, it was just popular around that, those group of people, you know? And I feel like those group of people have, like, probably grown up now to... Like they still have that foundation of those blog era rappers, and I think they've, um, I would say like, I guess evolved with the music, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. like, I agree. Even though Wale's more mainstream, you know, he still has that cult following that followed him back when it was the mixtape about nothing, more about nothing, and yeah. you know things of that nature. And same thing with currency. Same thing with. You know, Kid Cudi, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, No, I, I feel like that's been a the theme of our conversation specifically is that um, in a way, so I mean, like, so the Wale's, the Coles, the Shines, the, on the higher level, Drake's, and, well, I mean, Coles on a higher level too, but the Coles, Drake's, and Kendrick's, like, um, I mean, they all, so, so all those XXL freshmen were peers, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All of them were of the same... Not even ilk, but just like they grew, they came up together. They always making similar type of music. I I laugh sometimes. I'll, I'll be talking about Shine with somebody. We gonna do Detroit, but I laugh about Shine a lot because um, I listen to some of his old raps, and he was I ain't gonna say like he was a currency, but there was a he made his weed raps. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there was, uh, and I, I do think of there was that generation specifically of that double XL freshman, probably like oh nine to eleven. I mean, they all, I mean, in a way, that was kind of like, not how they related, but definitely like how they all like yeah. came together was, okay, we're going to make like a song about weed. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's what the content was. But you know what? Because I feel like th- there's there are a number of Wiz, Shine, and Currency songs that they did. Let me make sure I'm not tripping. I you know said Wiz, Shine, Wiz, Shine, and Currency. There's three. Yep, yep, yep. I, listen, you know what's crazy? As of like maybe like three weeks ago, I listened to those three songs, and I know exactly what songs you're talking about. They I think one is called O T T R. O T T R. Flowers. Flowers. And proceed. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, yeah. I, I'm gonna go listen to that in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and that that's just a common. That's just a cultivation of like what that was about. Remember, um, off of Wale's uh, uh, Back to the Future, it was um, rather I'd rather be with you. Yep, yeah, with yeah. him. Currency and J. Cole. Yep, yep, yep. Like, just cultivations of what that era was about, mm-hmm. man. It was that's such a, a good era. That's a good era. point. That's a very good point. Yeah, man. So, um, like you said, like, so our Currency ain't even, like, really a stoner rapper no more. But uh, I do think, like, 2010 was an era where um, all those guys were fairly, well, I mean, 10 years younger than they are now. And so that was an easy way for them to kind of relate was like having cyphers and smoking weed. Yeah, I mean, and um, great music came out of it. Great music came out of it, like you said. So. Listen, man, a lot of summer nights was spent listening to them and just like, just vibing out, man. Like, mm-hmm. even now, like, it's summertime and just, it. that's why I think what makes the music so timeless is that, listen, man, at the end of the day, we all going to go back home and maybe roll one up and light it. And that music is always going to hit the same way, regardless of what's going on in your life. You might be stressing yeah. the hell out. And it's, and it's great specifically that we can that we know that, like, I can play some spin to this. I mm-hmm. can play some ways to this. You right. Know what I'm saying? And it's like, and I'm going to just, no matter what's going on in my life, I know I can throw this track on, mm-hmm. 
You know, I can throw address on, I can throw life under the scope, and I can just vibe. You know what I'm saying? And I'm totally, 100%. Um, all right, so we talked about whether or not, um, we, we, we spoke about the timelessness of it. I guess the next question is about, like, could it still be made in 2019? I think we both will say yes to that. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's still being made in 2019. Yeah, to, to that point, is um, it's not SPEDA specifically, but niggas following that blueprint. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you, do you still, before, I guess we broke talking about it on the pod, had you been listening to it before then, or was it like you revisited it as we started preparing to do this? Um, so, I mean, I, I think with just the influx of so much music, um, I wasn't necessarily like listening to it every day. Mm-hmm. But I will say, like, I listen, like when if you look at my if you look at my iTunes, if you look at the music I have, like a good majority is going to be Spinner. So if it's not that I'm listening to Pilot Talk, I'm going to be probably within that week I've listened to something something from Spinner, yeah. um, and it just sometimes I might get in the mode where it's like, you know what, I'm gonna go back and listen to some old shit from, you know, ten years ago. So yeah. if it's not Pilot Talk. It might be just some of his old mixtapes that's on that piff. So shout out when Sp- uh, Shuffle get me together and just plays address, and I be like, I haven't heard this in right. So long. Like, and you know, and all it takes is that one song that you know I, I'm now I'm gotta go on a whole set now, and I gotta yeah. go back and listen to everything. Absolutely. And it's so interesting because it's like when it comes to pilot talk, and I'll just talk about the trilogy. So just pilot talk one, two, and three. Yep. Those are. Those songs are so timeless that they just never, you know, like, I listen to those songs. Like, I might go to the gym, and I might be just trying to find some shit to listen to. Like, I know I can go to those songs, and those songs are going to be good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I got a long drive, and I, like, you know, I just try to listen to what's, what's current in the moment. But if I'm like, I need a song in five seconds. Yeah. You know, you got I know exactly where I can go. Yep. I don't even got to, I don't even, I can probably go to the trilogy, close my eyes, pick a song, and it'll, I'm going to be good work. from there. It'll work. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter what it is, except for that one song he had with, um, I can't think of his name, the dude from... Uh, it's on one or... It, it's on three. It's from, like, Love and Hip Hop, I want to say. That one dude, I just hate that song. Riff Raff, oh my God. I don't know. Riff Raff was on Love and Hip Hop. I wouldn't even have. Or I don't. He might not Love and Hip Hop. One of them. I so, one of yet. them shows. He might have been uh, New York. I love New York. So anyway, <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about that. Nonetheless, um, yeah, I just feel like if I, if I'm not necessarily listening to Pilot Talk, I'm more than likely listening to Currency somehow. Yeah. You know, he's on all my playlists. I, He's um especially on Saturday nights, man. That's just what I love to play when I'm just riding around. If I'm if I'm cycling, I'm definitely probably have some currency in my headphones. If I decide to indulge, then I probably have some currency in my headphones, man. True that, so. true that. I mean, he's good indulgence music. I mean, he, I feel like we've talked about just how good he is for like a lot of different moods. Like yeah. Inspirational gym. Um, just riding around vibing. If you got vices, if you don't, you know what I'm saying. Like I think he's just like the time. I think timeless in a lot of ways has to do with. I mean, I think I think we associate timeless with like periods, but I also yeah. think it has a lot to do with like 
moods too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, can you play him when you're doing nothing? Can you play yep. him when you're smoking or drinking? Can you play him at a kickback? Can you play him when you're doing chores? Can you play him when you're doing homework? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it fits all of those moods. And so it works out perfect. Yeah, and I think what's important is like, it's funny when you when you listen to his music and s- certain music, like he'll kind of tell you, like it's almost like in his song title, he'll tell you what the music is for. And with that being said, you'll kind of get a vibe for when I want to play this music. So like he like he dropped a um a, a tape called like Parking Lot Music, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he'll say, you know, this is for that music for when the club let out, and you know the DJ ain't play that song that you wanted him to play, and you doing your stunt laps in the parking lot, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or this is the music, you know, what I'm saying go go, you know, pour some up. That's that's what you do, you know, light some up. You know, just sit back and relax. You know, like you you know the vibes you're getting into when you listen to his music. And then as far as pilot talk, I mean, it's nothing different. I agree. Um, all right, so last question, so we can get well, second last question, so we can start wrapping up. Um, so artists love claiming growth on their future projects. Um, I feel like this is a weird question to ask about Spit, basically because he's so prolific, but also because, like we talked about earlier. Um, you didn't know which one of the three of the trilogies specifically you want to pick, but um, where would you put like Pilot Talk amongst Spitter's best projects or amongst the best projects of the decade? Of the decade? Of the decade. Woo! Well, I mean, because I mean, you picked this as your, as your personal favorite, the one we're talking about. Yeah. I guess if you had to like, I, I'm yeah. not going to make you like definitively say it's number one. But yeah. Top, top 10%, top 15%, top 20%. That's a good question. Um, Honestly, if I had to have like my gut, I wouldn't put it that high. Honestly, mm. um, and I mean it, it. It has the the sort of like handicap of coming like nine years ago. You know, what I'm saying? yeah. I, really have and, so much and music. I think it's such a niche album. Like, like it's not like. So I, many- I agree, but I I, I kind of want to push back on that only because I think the lyrics are niche. I don't think the beats are. That's correct. Yeah. And so I do think that like if you can kind of get what you need to out of currency's beat out of currency's lyrics, but still like appreciate what Ski did on the production, yeah, then you'll be fine. But if like if if what if what Smith is talking about specifically turns you off, then yeah, I, I do agree. Yeah, with and and I think it's like if I had to look at all the albums like that came out in the last uh, ten years, I mean, I wouldn't say that Pilot Talk would be high. But that doesn't stop it from being my favorite album, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And I think it's just like it's just one of those things where it's like, who's your favorite? Who who's the best rapper alive? You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't say Currency is going to be in my top ten, but I'll tell you that he's my favorite artist. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think it's just one of those cases. Um, I couldn't tell you where it would land, because. Um, at that point, I would have to do actually some research and go fair, back. Fair. But I know there's some albums that I would like be like, "Yo, this is like monumental, like change, you know, whatever, whatever." I know it's, it's a J album in there somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Is there this decade? At, like, um, I know Drake is in there somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Is he this decade? I mean, I mean, that's the the, the problem with Drake is that he's only really been around this decade. Yeah. So if he's gonna be the the best album of this decade, I mean, the best artist of this decade, you kind of gotta. Figure out where he lands. Yeah, that's true, but um, again, like it, it some of that it, again, it, like it, it kind of goes back to like when my friends are telling me like, "Yo, you don't like, why you like currency? Like, why is that your favorite rap?" Like, I don't, 
Which know, is a, that's a weird argument to make to me. It's like, I, like I don't care. Like, so it just kind of goes back to that in the sense of like, I don't think he has the most monumental moving album of the ten years. But when it comes to like my favorite album and what I enjoy and what I can just put on at any point in life and just vibe out to, mm-hmm. that's where it fits for me. I feel it. I feel it. Um, yeah, like, I mean, 2010 was a special time mm-hmm. in music, and mixtape music specifically, because all these, um, was it, Wiz ended up going full mainstream, but right. it did seem like all these, like, kind of budding rappers were finally starting to, like, get that shine. Get that shine. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing Wiz and Currency's relationship, it is kind of curious to see how, like, Cushion LJ propelled Wiz to a place that Pilot Talk probably could have propelled currency if he wanted it, but I don't think he wanted yeah. it. And, and yeah, I didn't think that's the difference. Like, I don't think that it wasn't that currency couldn't have done the mainstream thing. I totally wholeheartedly believe he could have. I think he personally put it, like, said, I don't want to do that. Right. No, because I mean, he did the Young Money thing, and I'm sure, like, those yeah. three, four, five years doing Young Money, he was like, if I got to sell my soul and lie about who I am as a person in order to, like, sell records, and I'm yeah. not even selling records doing this shit right yeah. now, I got to kind of hope it works. I'll just be myself. And right. I, like you said, like, he's not hurting for money. Um, he's living comfortably, and he's happy. Yeah, and I think so. that's all we could honestly ever want. Like, of course, if we want to make as much money as possible, but my philosophy is, like, when you die, I think the purpose in life is just to die happy. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You die living like, you know what I'm saying? I lived a good life and I'm happy. I mean, you can only, I guess, like, I think about it through the lens of, like, ultimately, I mean, I had this conversation with people about, like, certain sorts of, like, capitalism and how Jay-Z becoming a billionaire is cool for his family specifically because 15 generations of black people won't be poor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right, right, right. But is that helping... Black people unilaterally. I don't know if that. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. And so, but I mean, the the capitalism argument in terms of like currency going mainstream is like, if we know he's not gonna be able to spend all the money he has before he dies, he'll his family's still gonna be okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's all we can really ask for is that like, in this terrible system that we're living in, at yeah. the end of the day, if you're gonna like succumb to capitalism, um. You can't, I guess I, I, I had, I mean, this is like mixing metaphors, but I had this argument when it comes to hoopers all the time because it's like, I feel like we as broke niggas try to tell niggas who are going to make $250 million how they should make it. And it's like, the difference between, of course, we're looking at through, through from the lens of like, I'm not going to pass the difference between $180 million and $250 million because it's $70 million. Of course, mm-hmm. you, for your lens, it's like, I'm poor, yeah. so I'm not going to lose all $70 million in my lifetime. Them niggas, Kevin Durant wakes up every morning and doesn't <laughs> think about what he's going to pay for. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just lives his life. Right. And so, the point at which you, like, the point at which, I, and I saw somebody else make the point of, like, I think Kevin Durant signed for 4140, but he's going to make, like, 80 over the lifetime of it. And I'm like, that's $80 million. I feel like we as broke people do this thing where we're like, well, I wouldn't pass up on that money. And it's yeah. like, are you going to be able to spend it? Probably not, unless yeah. you're, like, irresponsible. And so, it's yeah. like... And it's like, you know, it goes back to that the whole money isn't everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got the I mean, money. it's a lot of things, but like, yeah, it's not Right, right. It's not it is easier to cry. In the, it does feel better to cry in a Bentley. But <laughs> it, when you die, we all, we all get buried six feet under, mm-hmm. like, everybody. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So that's why I say, like, you can have all the money in the world, right? But if you're unhappy, no, no, what, what does it matter? It? What good is it? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
we could bring about the currency. He could have signed. He could have signed those deals and been mainstream, but that might not made him happy. And I mean, on top of that too, it's like I mean, you're probably right. But I'm looking at through the lens of like, man, major labels get dropped. I mean, major artists get dropped all the time. Yeah, man. And so it's like currency could have like probably signed another decent sized deal with Young Money, but if he goes wood, he's getting dropped. Yes. And then what happens? Yeah. So it's like I kind of appreciate the fact that he like understood from jump like mm-hmm. this is who I am. I probably could be a different version of me. Yeah. But if that don't work, I, I'd much rather be me mm-hmm. than like be a fraud version of me. Yep. Flop. And then I gotta like convince other people that, that I was lying the whole time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that wasn't that's not even exactly. there's no point in doing that. So you might as well just do your own yeah, thing. Do your thing from jump. Yep. Be happy. You, yeah, you, you don't have the. You could have tons of more millions, or you could have nothing. That's or, the thing. Or you could have nothing. That's the opposite side. Or you could have zero. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, I made this, and you know what? Here's the thing. He has he has a formula now, where it's like it's not even a formula because it's just him. Just I'm just being him. I'm just be me. People are gonna buy this up, and, and right. I'm never gonna be broke. My family's not gonna be broke. I'm gonna have all the cars I want. I'm not tied to a schedule. I'm not tied to I need to be on the road at mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. I can see my family. He, he just had a kid. Like I can be with my kid. Like I can do the the, the low rider shit I like to do. Yeah. Like I have a bass who likes me for me. Right. And you right. And so when I drop this music tomorrow. Guess what's gonna happen? They gonna listen. They to gonna listen, to, and I'm gonna do them numbers, yeah. and then it's gonna be cool. It don't matter, and it don't matter how much shit I drop. I'm which gonna do, yeah. Which is the crazy part. I can I can literally drop shit once a month, and, and because I am me, right? Niggas are gonna be like, oh, new spitter. I know what I'm getting, and right? I'm fuck with and I'm a, like, boom, yeah. So. Listen, man. 100%. Listen, man. I'm just listen. I feel like we cracked the code, bro. Yeah. Listen, man. Like that's why he's my favorite artist, man. My favorite. No, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. He's my favorite rapper. <laughs> my favorite artist is Sade. Okay. It's, it's no ordinary love. Yeah. Um. But yeah. All right. So that, that was the last question. Last formal question I had. I guess to wrap up. Any final thoughts? Last thoughts you want to throw on? Um, this this uh, masterpiece of a project. I I I'm so glad you picked it. I know I said that earlier, but yeah, um, yeah. Like one of one of my favorite things about this has been the fact that the, the albums I've been getting mostly so far have not been mainstream. I yeah. feel like I'm have to like kind of like course correct myself and pick mainstream albums for me. Yeah, there's, there's certain things I want to talk about, but right. Um, yeah, between like the proliferation of crit and now you bring the spit into this, it's like. Damn, where's the Drakes? Where's the fucking... <laughs> and you know what? There's not to say that these artists didn't make... Uh, those artists didn't make amazing music. They did. Yeah. But I think what matters a lot to people is, like, those artists that speak directly to them. Yeah, 100%. Um, and there's not to say... Again, it's not to say that Jay doesn't have some amazing albums. not to say that Drake doesn't have amazing albums. Cole, you know what I'm saying? But it's something about when an artist is just coming out, when they're just like, you know what I'm saying? When they're just trying to, you know, get to that point, that's when their music is richer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we can all go back. Like, Jay still raps really well. And he was, I think he would say himself that he's getting better, quote unquote. But I think he has more stuff to talk about. Right. But that's But you listen, man, you go back and listen to some old Jay, bro. And you like No reasonable doubt is a different person. I think so, I think it's in the Library of Congress. Don't quote me. <laughs> I think but, so. I don't think but, lying. But reasonable doubt is made by a different human being. 
You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. And it's like, when the artist is hungry, you know what I'm saying? Like, when they like, you know what, man? Like, I'm just, I'm about to rap, rap. You know? (laughs) And I think that's when it comes to me and like, when it comes to Spitter and like, how I feel about him. And then when it comes to that album, it's just like, I felt like Spitter was just like, the combination of him dropping all those mixtapes is like, this is the one. And it's normally the artist's first project where you hear that that hunger. Like, finally, they finally, it gets out and finally it's heard. Real quick. Hey, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but it's going to be hard to cut this up. Uh, Ski did, uh, like, five songs on Reasonable Doubt just to, like... Oh, really? Yeah, like... Wow. Bring his full circle. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. He did Politics as Usual, Dead Presidents. Uh, what? 22-2. Unbelievable. Yeah, man. One, two, three, four. He did, yeah, Pops as Usual, Feeling It, 22 twos, and... Feeling It? That was Ski? Yeah, yeah. Feeling It was Ski, man. Oh, man. That is unbelievable. I didn't know that. I learned something something today. I'm going to have to tweet that. The more you know. Right, I'm going to have to tweet that. I didn't didn't know that. Okay, Ski B. See, I see, and there we go. Full circle. Yeah, Ski B. Right, and now we know. Now we can see why currency always goes back to him. That man is a legend. Yeah, pretty much. But um, yeah, man. Just I think just when an artist just keeps it authentic, I mean, the music just speaks for itself, and mm-hmm. it becomes timeless. You don't have to try as hard. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. But um, yeah, bro. If you ain't got nothing else, then we can wrap up. Um, I mean, just final thoughts on the album. Uh, listen, man. If y'all haven't heard it. Go back and listen to Pilot Talk. It's a, I think it's available pretty much everywhere. Yeah. I know it's on title, so go get title. Yeah, go get, listen, man. Support black business. Support black business. If you don't have it now. Like, I have, I, listen, I have both. I have title and I have Apple. Now, I'm not rich, <laughs> but I do support black business. So I have title. It's, nine, it's $9.99. If you're a student, it's $9.99. Yeah. If you have a student email address, it's $9.99. Yeah. Go ahead and get that. I, I have. Well, I'm paying for Spotify along with Hulu, so oh, okay. I have Spotify, Apple, and Title. Oh, you oh you got money. Um, I'm paying. <laughs> I, I got Apple free. I got Spotify <laughs> half free. So okay, you know I'm paying thirteen ninety nine. Yeah, go get go get um, Title, but you'll you'll saying? be able to find the trilogy of, yeah. of Pilot Talk. It's just Pilot Talk one, two, and three. And I mean, just you know, what I'm saying if you got about two hours, just sit down and just listen to some good music. But specifically, because we just talked about Pilot Talk 1, listen to Pilot Talk 1. I, th- right. I think it's my favorite of the three. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, listen to Address. If you just like, if you listen, if you're looking at the, at the track list and you like need a song to pick, I say Address. Yeah. And address, just Breakfast. Like Breakfast is, I think, the people's champ. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole thing is quality. I think even the weaknesses we picked out, you won't be like, all these songs are weak. It's just kind of like, some down, some, like like we said, some 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 bathroom breaks, some popcorn matches, but mm-hmm. it's not like you don't want to hear it. So, yeah, man, um, appreciate you coming through, brother. Hey, man. Man. Nothing, man, no problem. You sure, nothing you want to plug? Uh, I mean, just yeah. fo- just follow the brother on Insta because yeah. he be doing the Saturday Night Cartoon. Uh, right. I mean, you can follow me on my social media. I mean, everything's the same. Um, just my first and last name, so A K O B O Y D on all. Platforms, follow me there, and yeah, I mean, if you're looking for good conversations in music, I think I have a good taste. 
So oh yeah, you you be having the uh the the barefoot barefoot. Tools? Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. So playlist, yeah oh yeah okay so you have stuff to plug though. That's why I'm telling niggas like <laughs> listen man, to talk your shit. Listen, man. I'm I'm humble it's, man. It's Forty I'm niggas who listen to this. There's gonna be thirty nine new niggas who listen to your playlist. Yeah, I'm humble man. But yeah, so yeah, me and my homies, um. We do a, a play. We do a playlist series. We call them Barefoot Tunes. It's, it's inspired by actually the Joe Budden podcast. Mm-hmm. But the concept of it is that you just have music that's not necessarily. I'm I'm not gonna call it a sex playlist, but but it's kind of like that in between music. So like you came home from the just club. Set the Said, yeah, set the mood playlist. The yep, playlist. there you go. And you know what? It could be like, I'm just driving home. I'm in traffic. Yeah. It's a Saturday night. Play it in the whip. You know what I'm saying? That's I just came home from a, you know, um, from, from a night at the club. You know what I'm saying? I might want to throw something on real quick. It's that in-between music, I would say. And it's really good. Um, so you can um, find that through my um, iTunes. So if you have mm-hmm. iTunes, Apple, just... Um, find me on there. Same name, A K O B O Y D. Follow me on there. You'll be able to find Barefoot Tunes. Uh, we have about, we have eight. We have the ninth one coming really soon. So, a really good playlist. Doing, Check them out. doing all the hard work so you don't have to, fellas. Exactly. Check it out. And ladies, too, if you try to, you know what I'm saying? Listen, man, it's Hot Girl Summer. Hey. Hot Boy Summer. Listen, this is the this is the playlist you need to set the move. I'm telling you. you know it, what I mean? I'm telling you. Um, Pull out if you need to, though. All right. Uh, <laughs> appreciate you pulling up, bro. <laughs> yeah, no problem, man. You're... All right, boom. See, that wasn't even so bad. I'm sure y'all perception of the timestamp now is way different because it flowed like conversations between friends do. So, boom. And I'm sure if you made it this far, you love Pilot Talk. So, it works out. So, man, shout out to Spitter. Shout out to Pilot Talk. Much love. One more time to Ico with the very stealth but extremely quality selection. I remember when he told me he was going to pick Pilot Talk. And I was like... Damn, that did come out this decade, which is the point. Like, I wanted friends to pick stuff that I completely forgot came out this decade, and I feel like we're on a pretty good run of that stuff now. I might actually, like, course correct to some of the more mainstream stuff that I wanted to talk about to begin with, but we'll see. Um, yeah, if you have Apple Music, one more time, follow Ico, uh, at Ico Boyd. Um, his Barefoot uh, Tunes playlist series, he curates alongside his homies, Ronald, Chris, and Richard. Shout out to them. Fairly renowned in these streets, so... I don't know, fellas, ladies, y'all need to set the mood. They already got the tune set up for you. You know what I'm saying? Good layup. Anyways, um, we shall be back soon with one of the two uh, podcast episodes that I have scheduled for this week. So uh, I will talk to y'all then. Ain't gotta be since already understood.